0: Movie for what it is. Uh, I will let Koho and then I'll let Jake go and then I'll save Kirk for last and watch Paul Oyama flip out wherever he is. <laughs> I don't even see Paul.
1: He might not even be watching live tonight. So
0: um...
1: good. Go ahead. Uh, uh, well, uh, I've never seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: not <drunk>. shocked. <laughs> um, I, I didn't see this film until last year. Um, I like Everybody Wants Some More. I just can't really. Care for this movie on the same level as a lot of people saying with that no it's just it's just not a movie for me. I don't really care for the characters and the situations that's going on. I think there's I think everybody wants a I just I get more with what that movie's going for and I just really love that movie more. And Days and Confuse is fine. It's just yeah, the ethically kind of, like just has some good moments but just yeah. I like other Link later films more.
3: Yeah. Is it my turn? <laughs> Yeah, I hate this movie. This movie is sucks so bad. Um, I've always said about it, when the statutory rapist is your most likable character, your movie has problems. Um, I do not connect to any one of this movie. The people I, I'm not supposed to like, I don't like the people I'm supposed to like, I do not like. There's nothing. I mean, it's just also shallow, it's just like every stereotypical high school movie thing. Um, I do like Everybody Wants Some More. I don't like that movie. Um, But at least there are characters and moments in that movie that entertain me which Days and Fuse does not have. Really good soundtrack. uh, Wasted on a garbage movie.
0: Ouch. Okay. Um, Jake, what is your five? Um, We
2: were talking about Nolan earlier. Uh, And I think this is the best Nolan film. Hands down. Uh, I will talk about it. It is Memento. I think it was yikes by someone.
1: I, I think on maybe, the, so. I'm on the case. Let me see. Well, yeah, you definitely that is, is Boatman 65. Yeah. So, this is. I
2: just have. I love Nolan. He's one of my favorite filmmakers, uh, despite not liking The Dark Knight. This is why. This is the reason why Nolan is such an interesting and a favorite filmmaker of mine, is the way that he's able to play with structure of a film and time and this film is about a man who's trying to avenge the death of his wife by killing a person who raped and murdered her and the problem is is that during the incident he has short-term memory loss so he cannot make new memories and 10 an- and 10 grade amnesia and he's trying to he's being a detective but he just can't remember new memories so he has to tattoo details and photographs and all that sort of stuff and the way the, the timeline of this movie the linear storytelling is color sequences going backwards in time and interlaced with those is black and white sequences going forward. So both of those timelines meet at the end of the movie and it all makes sense of what's going on. Um, Guy Pearce is just fantastic as Leonard Shelby. He's such a unique character. He's one of my favorite characters. I love character studies and he's one of the best. And just the sense that this film's essentially about gaslighting. People gaslighting yourself, people gaslighting you and yourself gaslighting yourself. Um, And just kind of the idea and the way memories work. I mean, it can change the shape of a building. It can change the size of a car and and how unreliable memories can be. And there's the whole unreliable narrator aspect of the movie. It's a really good crime movie. Uh, The way it works with the the non-linear story is that the timeline is that you don't know what's going on just like Leonard Shelby when the next scene happens so when you see something happen you're like okay so I get what's happening and then the next scene before that sequence happens and you're like oh so this is a there's a shift in what's going on with certain characters. Um, Carrie Ann Moss and Joe Pantoliano are great supporting characters. Pantoliano especially he's just having he he just cr- almost crosses the line between playing it really hammy and cheesy never goes too far in that aspect and this film's just really fantastic an amazing twist ending that i just go back to all the time and the sammy jenkins story is also really fascinating and adds to the whole idea of just you just can't trust anyone like you don't know what's going on in that memory you can't even trust yourself at that point and i think this is a fantastic movie nolan's best and a film that is need that requires multiple viewings go ahead boltman
4: I think this movie is pretty good. Uh, I think it was very original for its time. Uh, I don't know how much gimmick the movie has aged, but uh, if I have to put it on the on the top of mem- of the Christopher Nolan films, I would say it's probably going to be top five. It wouldn't be number one. Uh, that's a little high, but I actually like the way it introduced a new a new way to do a movie because it did bring in uh, a new way to tell a story by doing it this way. I actually, if my personal taste, I would prefer Irreversible that was made two years later, uh, that uses as us the same style of going backwards in time with the story, but yeah, actually pretty good movie. Uh, a little overhyped because of all the, it made people pay attention to Christopher Nolan. So it gets a lot of bonus points for that, but he actually has become a better director later in his career.
1: Uh, I have never watched the film. I had to read Jonathan Nolan's short story for school. <laughs> um, and uh, Memento Mori is fine. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Cody's also here
1: it, it, it in the top five, and it still happened. Sorry, Sorry I thought the, the go ahead, Cody. Hmm.
0: It's really bad when somebody's been here 63 episodes. Lo- more episodes than I have attended. Doesn't know how the show works. Uh, Memento's a one-time view. I've seen it once. I probably need to rewatch it. I liked it when I saw it. Um, I think it's one that does need uh, um, more watches. Um, again, I spent a lot of time watching Lion King growing up over and over again and stopped watching like films... Uh, so, I'm trying to play catch up in life here. So, um, uh, so, so uh, Memento is one of those. There's one time view in then back to Lion King. So, now I'm trying to put it on the back burner. So, good choice. Co host said what he needed to. So, Kirk, anything on need?
3: Yeah, I think the first time I made my top 100 list was about. Two or three years ago, and Memento, I think, was on it. Like in, like maybe, like the, the you know the eighties, nineties, uh, and it's kind of slipped off just because it's been so long since I've seen it. Uh, I really like this movie. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I, lo- I love the you know like the, the fact that you you're you're in his, you're put in his situation. Uh, and you have to figure it out, and you have to go back and rewatch it, and you get rewarded for rewatching it. I said, Oh, yeah, okay, now I get it. Uh, one of my biggest pet peeves with movies is exposition and having to sit through explanations. I love when movies just don't give you any and kind of just throw you the wolves and make you figure it out. And this movie does that maybe better than any other. I don't think it's the best Nolan. I will accept someone believing it's the best Nolan uh, because it is really good.
0: All right, uh, Kirk, what's your five? My number five is The Godfather Part Two.
5: Oh,
3: will you accept uh,
0: the Godfather two? <laughs> <laughs> I meant to make uh, that joke and I forgot. Dang it. uh, <laughs>
5: it's funny. It's funny, funny that
0: it's it's funny that you said part two. Uh anyways, uh continue on and say your peaceful. No one else had Godfather. did anybody else have Godfather Part Two Yikes?
1: Lime I'm looking to see a Bowman at it. I Jake, know. did you? Coho didn't. I don't have this, no. Oof. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, Bowman does not have The Godfather Part 2.
3: Just for lightning to strike twice in this movie and just be so good again, I love. Everything about this movie. The opening scene, I love the opening of this movie. I love how it's just a mere image of the opening of the first movie. You know, the first movie of the wedding scene, uh, they're surrounded by friends and family. It's very Italian. Everybody's happy. Everybody's getting along. Then you come here. They're surrounded by strangers to be in this movie. It's very waspy. They don't know anybody. Everybody's miserable. I love that. It just sets the tone for the entire movie and how far off Michael Corleone has gotten from where he wanted to take the family. Um, then you bring in uh, Frank Pentangeli, who I think might be my favorite character in this movie. Uh, Michael Vigazzo, just gets such a great performance. I see him as like a ghost that's haunting uh, Michael Corleone from his past, uh, from that old world that he's trying to get away from. And he keeps pulling him back in. Um, Lee Strasberg as Hyman Roth uh, is just a great villain, like very understated villain, just like this little like shriveled man who's so dangerous and threatening. And then you have, you know, the the two different storylines. You have De Niro uh, telling the story of young Vito Corleone. And I think I actually, it's hard to say because in the past I've always liked uh, that part of the movie better. Uh, the, the, flashbacks and just to narrow and tell his story and seeing where, um, Corleone comes from, just seeing a very young, I'm assuming but still has that, that tendency. You see him when he kills the black hand. um, what he's capable of, what he becomes and watching his transformation as basically you see his rise as you see Michael's fall. And I really love the way that's paced with that's set up. Um, but like I said, I used to like that more. Now I think I like the 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 uh, Michael stuff better, uh, just because it's so he's it's so hard to watch because you're just the first movie you're just root for this guy and you want to see him succeed. He's talking about what he wants to do, and he just completely screwed it up. And he just keeps getting bigger and he's and he's almost embraced everything uh, that he hates about this world, and he's become that. Um, yeah, again, you know, just another. Fantastic. I mean, I think it's. I don't know if there's, if there's any original score to this or not. There Probably is, but um, a lot of the same themes as the first movie, and just really good. Um, I love where they take Fredo. Uh, John Cazell is so good in this, uh, taking his uh, character in a completely different direction, and um, yeah, this is this is uh, just. I, I love Godfather too.
0: Um, not saying you will, but in case it does, I'm going to save what I need to say uh, for later if it does happen <laughs> to come off, it doesn't, it's <laughs> my life. I don't know.
1: Um, everybody else in Godfather Part 2? I haven't seen it. I've only seen the first Godfather.
4: I actually like this movie very much. Uh, I do think that it's a little overstuffed. And it's not because of the length. Because I, I don't mind the length when I am really into the movie, which I am in this one but I do find the Michael story a lot more engrossing than the flashbacks. Even though the flashbacks are good, I think I would have personally preferred if they focused the whole movie on Michael and just give you more detail, more stuff about his fall. And you could have saved the Robert De Niro section for a different film. Other than that, uh, this movie is pretty perfect. Uh, It's not as good as the first one. It's better than the third one. That's about it. Um... I
2: used to be on the inclination that part two was better than the first one. And I guess we'll talk about the first one later. I'm hoping. Um, I think part two is a fantastic movie. I mean, if we were doing top 100 greatest films of all time, then part two would absolutely make it. But this is favorite films. I'm just defending myself why I didn't make my top 100. If I watch this again, it may, we'll see. My only problem with this movie is that it's a little too long for my liking. There's a a little too much in when they go to Cuba. Um, There's, Pivotal moments in that sequence, but it's just some of it goes a little long for my liking. Uh, I prefer Young Vito to Michael's uh, Young Vito's rise to Michael's fall. Like uh, you're talking about the opening Kirk and how that parallels with the first one, but I really love the the uh, the opening opening with Young Vito going to America. That whole stuff Mm. like is so. Fantastic. And that just kind of like plays from the first line of the first one when he says, I believe in America. And just yeah. you know, immigrants going to America to live have a start of life. Um, I just like that Rise story just more personally speaking. Um, but yeah, this is a fantastic movie.
0: Okay. Um Koho,
1: what's your five? Fuck. Um, my number five is a movie that was uh yikes from earlier from Kirk. Uh it's called Sing Street. Uh, so I really like Sing Street. It would actually probably be a little bit lower on my list thinking about it in retrospect, but I still really love this movie. I think it's a really sweet movie. Uh, This is just coming-of-age story in Ireland in the 80s with this guy who literally the most simple premise. Guy meets girl. Guy likes girl. Guy starts band to impress girl. Uh, And turns out that band's actually really good. Uh, the songs are all really great. Uh, it's got a great soundtrack. Um, I love the song Up so much. uh, And the bedroom mix of it is heartbreaking every time. Um, Yeah. Uh, Jack Rayner is fantastic in this movie as his brother. Uh, I think he's amazing. And I think this is my favorite Lucy Boynton performance. Uh, This is like the movie that really announced her. She's amazing uh, in this movie. Probably should have been nominated. Uh, But yeah, um, on the whole, she's just a really great movie. I I can watch this movie forever. It's brilliant. Uh yeah, I had this
3: and I'm looking to see what my number was. Um what I really have it down low? I don't know. I can't find it. Uh, Coho, uh maybe you can while I'm while I got you. um but yeah, I really, really like this movie. Um you know I'm not a big coming of age fan, but this is coming of age done done right. Um hey, 81, okay. Um, all these characters are um, so real and so grounded. Again, this is another one of those movies where you can just relate to everybody. Um, I love the family dynamic, uh, the the older brother and his relationship with the siblings. Uh, I love the, the, the relationship with the parents and them watching that scene where they're on the steps watching her mom watch the sunset, uh, watching the mom watch the sunset and just talking about her. Um, that's such a real family. And the music is so good. My one little nitpick about it is how fast they become really really good uh musicians is kind of you know kind of unrealistic but the rest of the movie is just so great i love every character in this movie um you know it's just so much fun uh watching them develop and i love how each uh song they sing kind of reflects a different like style of ad music and it reflects them like growing as artists uh so, yeah, I, I love what's uh, coho, what's the name of the, the, the kid that raises the rabbits? What's his char- what that character's name? Do you remember that's uh, Amish? Amish, I love Amish, he's so great. Um, just just like just the, the friendships between these characters, like Amish is just so dependable. He's like, Yeah, you want to write a song? Yeah, definitely, let's do it. Um, yeah, it's just a really fun uh, movie to watch. Uh, a lot of great characters, great music. Um, yeah, I just love it.
0: Overrated. It is. It's up there with Lady Bird and all that stuff. I don't like. Cool. Like it's fine. It's a good. It's an okay coming of age movie. But the hype that it got when it released was stupid. Like stupid. The amount of people that are like, you gotta see Sing Street. I watched Sing Street. I was like, I don't understand why you love Sing Street. Like, okay. I'm surprised Kirk likes it. But then when you said it's like 80s music, well, that makes sense because Kirk's, you know, grew up around the 80s type. That makes perfect sense. Us, not so much. But. Koho liking it as much as he does annoys me. Like, annoys me. Because there's better coming-of-age movies out there. Music's fine. I think the music's okay at best for me. Uh, Everybody, uh, your eyes are going to get stuck that way. Your eyes are going to get stuck. Um, Yeah, it's it's Matt at best. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Cody is not wrong, Barr. Welcome to Your List Sucks, the show that I'm always right. Uh, the other two on Sing Street. Haven't seen it. What
3: you clapping for it. then? You don't know you like
4: it. No, you, know. you it's don't. He's
1: like it. pandering because he knows he's last.
4: <laughs> I really like this movie. Uh, I can totally understand the overhype argument because it has made me reject other films. But I feel like at some point you have to like learn to separate the hype from the film, even if it takes a couple of years later, Sing Street is a really sweet little movie with great fucking music. Green for You is probably the best thing uh, that, that I like from that soundtrack, and Lucy Boynton alone—it's so damn lovable and so great in this role that it makes me just becoming an immediate fan of her. I like her so much. I kind of gave Bohemian Rhapsody more credit than it should, just because she was so good in it. But it still sucked. So even she couldn't save it. other than that, Sing Street. Such yeah, nice. really, really sweet, really good movie. Fucking high though. Famous <laughs> raps is good. Um, all right, Bowman, you're four. Boom, give it to me. You're, you're looking right? for this? Hell yeah, Wes Anderson. I like Royal Tenenbaums. Uh. I'm not sure it's the best movie from Wes Anderson. Uh, For a while, people called it the most accessible one, which fair, mainly because of the star power. Uh, At least it's better than Grand Budapest Hotel, which now is apparently the accessible one, whatever. This movie is pretty great. It's the story of the Tenenbaum family that was abandoned by their father, uh, played by Gene Hackman, and how they were all special little kids in different ways. Be sports, playwriting, or business, and how they grew up into dysfunctional adults and just blame it on, the, on their father because of his absence. And then finally, when he's at the end of his life, how he wants to go back and be a family again when nobody wants him back. It's full of Wes Anderson quirkiness and whimsy. It, it's really, a, it's a really touching story. Uh, and it's actually very, very very overall. uh i would say that's probably this one or Rushmore would be the ones i recommend people watch first if as kind of an entry point for for wes anderson if you want to try it i know it's not for everybody it's not for cody most stuff but if you want to watch just one 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 movie from wes anderson go see the life aquatic that was better <laughs>
0: better Um, Wes Anderson movie and then you have this one at Fort Boatman I had
3: Uh, had it at 54 yeah I think this is the most accessible uh, Wes Anderson because it's the most grounded I mean it has all the Wes Anderson uh, quirkiness but still very much a like human drama at least, you know, in the, in the Wes Anderson style, you know, in his hands, the story becomes kind of like a fairy tale. Um, but it's just such a great story. Um, I love Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin as the uh, narrator. Uh, I think he doesn't get enough credit. <coughs> the way he tells the story, it's so dense. I remember I was taking notes for this for trivia, and it literally took me uh, like an hour to get through the first ten minutes because there's just so much information they're throwing at you. Um, and it's just so good. Like th- just how committed. Each character is to like who they are at the beginning and what they believe. Just Gene Hackman, just what like unapologetically unapologetically horrible person he is and just how he kind of enjoys life that way. He's, he's, ha- he's living his best life. But he's a really bad person. And just seeing the kids um, kind of, le- you know, kind of find their place. Uh, and, and again, in, in, in that Wes Anderson style and those Wes Anderson characters, but still like y- you can gravitate to, towards them because they're real people. Uh, yeah, fantastic, uh, fantastic, uh, uh, cast, really good story. I love the ending. Um, the last, you know, 25, 30 minutes, this is really good. And just the way it finishes up. And again, I won't spoil it cause I a lot of people haven't seen it, but I really love the way this movie ends. Anybody else have
0: this?
1: No, I never seen it.
0: Well, you said you're ten minutes. Um, there's so much information. Um, I bailed at forty five. I bailed at forty five and got the hell out of Dodge. Um, uh, all other Wes Anderson movies I've watched all the way through, uh, just because I did. I was trying to be a completionist. Um, now I realize life's too short, and I refuse to sit around and watch something directed with the last name Anderson in it. For too long, if I hate it, so um, I would like to put him and Paul Thomas on a boat. And Paul W.S. I would like to send them to where Jack Sparrow was marooned, and just let them just make their own movies on that island. But run, I don't run. want to ever. I don't want to ever see uh, another movie of theirs
1: again. i run, running sorry.
0: <sighs> sorry. Uh, everybody else on the Royal Tenenbaums.
1: Never seen it
0: i you here, it. you can't do the jokes anymore <laughs> in the chat.
5: Oh, right. <laughs>
2: Um, I hadn't seen this movie until this year. Um, I think this is a fantastic movie. I've always liked Wes Anderson. I think Grand Budapest is a, a masterpiece. I've talked about that movie anyway. Um, and yeah, I think this is great. I really like the characters and the dynamics between all of them. And you really get a lot, and I, I agree with Kirk. You get a lot of information in the first ten minutes, and it, with narration, I think that works for what this movie is trying to be. It's it's a kids
0: movie for adult or adult
2: movie for kids, and I appreciate that you know, mentality of it.
0: All right, Jake, what's your four? Um,
2: my number four is the best four-and-a-half-star movie ever. Uh, uh, that's a reference from a long time ago. Uh, it is Run, Lola Run. I uh, wish I put on Full Metal uh, last year, and I never got to use it. sad. Um, this is if M- 90s MTV th- threw up on a German art film. This is this movie in a nutshell. Uh, this film's about a girl named Lola uh, trying to make money for her boyfriend, Manny, in 20 minutes or else he's going to go rob a supermarket and she needs to run or else she's going to have no time and she needs to make sure that he he can pay off a uh, drug dealer, Ronnie. Um, this is just a visually stunning, simulating movie. Um, it uses every trick in the book from split screen to animation to shooting on film and digital. Uh, to stop motion, not to stop motion, freeze frames, flash forwards, flashbacks, black and white, hyper colors, every every trick in the book is used in this movie. Um, I just enjoy this movie on an entertainment level and also on just a like an arty level. Like this film is about free will and determinism. Are we in control of our own destiny? Uh, you see three attempts by Lola to try and make money. Uh, the first two attempts fail, and then the she succeeds. Not much sure of a spoiler, because that's a film. Uh, you see it. There's just this is a lot that I really get from this movie. Um, the music is just also fantastic. Uh, the director of this movie, Tom Tickwa, also did the score. It's really riveting and engaging, and there's even some lyrics in the movie that's really nice. Um, Franka Patente, who plays Lola, is fantastic, and she gives a lot to this movie. And uh, she was in Bon uh, Identity, which is good in that. But like, yeah, it's just... Um, Uh, Just a highly stylized, uh, massively entertaining movie that I love to watch every now and then. Uh, Fantastic.
0: So, um, bar is correct. This is one of the most 90 movies ever made. Um, After watching it, um, I don't know if I like it or I don't like it. It was kind of like an in-between for me. Like, I, I, I enjoyed parts of it. I didn't like enjoying other parts of it. So um i just always find this movie funny because of the story behind this movie um <laughs> uh, and that will always like make it a half star higher for me because of that story um but no i i maybe a different view i i want to watch it again yeah it's apparently yeah, it's a great, great <laughs> revenge movie. Date movie yeah pair this with pitch perfect and it's a match made in heaven um I I will la- I will definitely watch this again later down the road and see like how I feel about it. But right now I thought it was an okay film. Uh top 4? It's it's crazy, but that's fine. Uh who else has seen this movie? <laughs> Fuck no.
4: <laughs> I've seen
0: it. I I paid money to rent this movie just so heads up. <laughs>
4: okay. I actually enjoyed this movie. Uh I think it's pretty fun, pretty short and sweet. Uh it's, I don't think it's that much over an hour. Uh, it makes Franca Potencia kind of a star. She got a little bigger then and she's actually a pretty great actress. Tom Teicher has definitely has a style with this movie and he is actually a very interesting director. I would suggest if you like Run, Lola Run, you should check out The Princess and the Warrior which I think is a superior film or the best thing he has ever made called Perfume, The Story of a Murderer. That is also a freaking great film. Uh, other than that, I'm starting to realize that Jake really likes gimmicky movies. So that's what this is too. I like gimmicks. That's, not... that's why I call him you're him on
0: the other episodes. Um <laughs> I go saw, ahead.
3: I have seen it. I saw it because Jake put it on the full metal uh, list. I actually went out and bought the, the DVD. Um, and I actually like it. I think it's good. I don't think it's a top four, I don't think it's top one hundred movie. Uh, but it is a lot of fun. Uh the you know, the gimmick or whatever, you know, it does have a very MTV feel, but like not in a bad way. Um, cause it's pace. I mean it's it's so fat you you're just always going and something always happening you are on to the next thing. Um, you don't linger anywhere in this movie very long. Uh just some really cool I mean it it, it is kind of a take on Groundhog Day in a way where you know you get like the same person trying the same thing and you see uh the one thing I like is you um as she interacts with other people, uh you see how the interaction changes uh you know their lives it's kind of like a butterfly effect you get like flash forward into certain people's lives like the first time you know one thing happens good thing happens next time something bad happens and that's really interesting again like i said it's it, it is fun um you know like i said i wouldn't put it in my top you know again maybe if i watch you I would have I to do know, but it's it's still it's still it's, it's it's a fun jake movie
0: all right kirk what's your four My number four is my favorite
3: overall Tarantino, and that is Inglorious Bastards.
1: Uh, That was Boatman's 11, and that was my 24.
3: I love this movie so much, and there's so much to talk about. Um, You got to talk about Hans Landa, Uh, you know, one of the best uh, villains in a movie ever. Uh, Just so good. Just like. Just how patient and methodical and self serving he is. You know, you start out you think he's like this Nazi and he's you know out to get everybody, but you find out as you go on he's just like out, out for himself and you know basically you know for the highest bidder. Who who, who can you get the most from? That's who that's who he's for. And um, he's just having so the character and the actor both are having so much fun in this movie and it just comes off. Um, on the flip side, you have I think one of the best protagonist of the movie ever in elder the apache i think brad this is what a bad brad pitt's best performance is i think he's having so much fun i just love um the accent i love the character you know i just love you know you know we're tickled to hear you say that. watching donnie beat that's the closest we get to go to the movies i love that so much um and you have so many great scenes. You have, you know, the opening scene at the farm and just the tension that builds and how it just makes you sick watching it. You know, you watch it for the, you know, the first time or the 10th time. You're just, you're just, oh my God, I can't take it anymore. It's so good. You have that scene with, with, uh, uh, with Donnie, uh, with, with the bear Jew coming out with the bat, uh, that whole sequence is great. Uh, you have the bar, um, you know, the, the bar scene, and just there's such long scenes drawn out. He takes his time with this movie, he's in no hurry, and it's so much fun to watch. you just engrossed the whole time. Uh, this is Tarantino, really. I think he hits a new level in his uh filmmaking here. He just, he, just the way he bl- blends genres, he just doesn't care anymore. Um, this is his first, I call him, you know, his, his uh, Quantum Leap phase, where he you know he changes history uh, for the better, uh, and you know I won't spoil exactly how it happens if you haven't seen it, but it, it happens, and uh, the score is so good, just the way he just uses you know like the contemporary music, like uh, I think it, did it, did Mark Hunt do the score for this? Um, uh, some of his
2: pieces are in the movie. I yeah, think I, yeah the movie. I know he used he
3: used some of it, but I mean he used it like an old west type feel. He used classical music. Uh, he used electric guitar to introduce um, the one character. It's just so good. Um, it just I, again, I could talk about this movie all night if I keep going because there's it's so dense. Like I said, there's so just the scene where they're playing the game and you know the the three the German three. Um, so many little things. Fassbender is greatness. This is the first time I saw Fastbender, his scene uh, with Mike Myers explaining the uh, the, the German filmmaking. Uh, Churchill, yeah, Churchill, yeah, the little <laughs> Churchill cameo. So good. Um, yeah, this it, Tarantino doesn't get any better than this. I, it's yeah, I love it so much.
1: Uh, oh man, go talk about it.
4: Buongiorno! This movie, <laughs> it's Tarantino's at the top of his game. That's pretty clear on every single frame of this movie. Hans Landa, it's kind of a miracle. It, this is a character that is supposed to speak, I think it's over five languages during this movie. And actually Tarantino has said in, his, in interviews that he almost canceled the project because he couldn't find somebody who could both act and speak that many languages. So Christoph Waltz was kind of like a saving grace for this. And I'm very grateful because yes, it's uh, the man showing off all the skills he has acquired during everything else he has tried to do in his career up to this And just giving you little bits here, little bits there. Uh, the acting is great overall. I think uh, uh, the scene in the at the beginning kind of shows how it is how you can impose your power to somebody else while being polite about it even just the little details as taking out like he can i send smoke from your pipe and the guy brings in the little pipe and then he just pulls out like the freaking horn thing (laughs) like yes my dick is bigger than yours so it's like little things like that that make Every single thing that happens in this movie, kind of brilliant, and that then just give you that insane ending where he just said, "Like you know what? I know what history is. Fuck it. This is my movie, and I'm gonna decide how it ends." It, it's a it's a great fucking movie.
1: Gorlami. Uh, Brad Pitt's fucking great in this movie. Um, I love. Uh, I, I, you guys have basically all covered it. Um, I really love the bar scene with Michael Fassbender, and then the the aftermath of it. Uh, where they're just like, uh, how can I trust you to come down the stairs? I can I hold back and forth? Brad Pitt uh, just like, I'm going to throw down my gun. I'm going to trust you. It's just, it's great. Um, I really love Hans Landa in this movie. I think this was maybe the best ending of a Tarantino movie. Um, just the, you know what? This might be my masterpiece. Uh, it's a great way to go out. Um, yeah, this movie's fucking great.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, this is my second favorite Tarantino um, I'm still waiting for the the two hour movie of Lieutenant Aldo Rain um, on his journey just throughout <laughs> before they meet up with him. Um, just because I think he, I think this is the best Brad Pitt performance by far. I absolutely and uh, love. I love this character. I love his work in it. It's so far from who he is. Um, Basically, we're in the Nazi killing business, and business is booming. Um, and then, especially when they're speaking, like I don't speak Italian. I've been practice now. Shut up. Um, and the Mexican standoff. Let's saying the Mexican standoff. Yes, it is. <laughs> I throw a grenade down to you. You blows you up. You blow Mexican standoff. <laughs> um, it's just. It is. It's incredible, and how it like goes through. Like it completely goes away from Lieutenant of Rain, and it's still such. a like it's still such a good movie. Hans Landa is incredible in this movie. Um I I could I could watch this movie anytime. I think this movie is absolutely incredible. Um yeah, great choice for I have no issue with it. Um I just have pulp fiction a little higher. Uh, Jake, why don't you like good movies? Uh well, everyone knows why. It's cuz I like Robert and Spider-Man obviously.
5: Uh
2: no, Inglorious is a fantastic movie. Uh top- for tarantino movies i love this movie it's grown on me over the years um, i have a friend who's a humongous humongous fan of inglorious bastards i got him a shirt of hans on to saying bingo um yeah it's just great moments and details throughout the entire film like mike myers is in one scene and he's like really good as a you kind know, of ed phoenix and uh just details and all that sort of stuff tarantino just is like has knows what kind of world he wants to build um and yeah, I just I love the, si- the scene where they they pretend to speak Italian and they can only know like simple th- phrases, and then Hans Hanslanger speaks fluent Italian, and that was like grazie, like <laughs> into <Duke, laughs> without even knowing. It's so good. That's a, such a great bad like comic book situation that they got themselves in. But yeah, this film is fantastic. I will always love Eli Roth's um, his determination, his look. When he's killing a certain person at the end of the movie, he just like fucking just is so angry when he gives it. It's so good, but yeah, that's it's amazing.
0: The moment we've been waiting for, uh, Coho. What's your number four? Um, you know what? Here we come. <laughs> it's not playing anymore, buddy. <laughs>
5: Here
0: comes the general Ladies and gentlemen Here comes the general The moment you've been waiting for Here
5: comes
0: the general The pride of Mount Vernon
5: Here comes the
1: general Alexander Hamilton You knew it was coming! (laughs) I should have rehearsed that better Uh, Anyways, uh, yeah, it was coming It's a movie, suck it Uh, The moment this was coming out I was like, I can't wait for this this was my most anticipated movie of the year and it did not disappoint I have seen this movie seven times seven. It's got better every time you watch it. Uh, this is a perfect perfect film. Uh, the story is something that was like this was always going to connect with me. Uh, it was hip-hop. The Revolutionary War, which is my favorite period of history, uh, and uh, the music is excellent. Uh, Manuel Miranda created a great show. He performs it really well. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's a movie! It's a movie! It's a movie! Um, it's as much a movie as so many other movies you would count. Uh, but yeah, it's perfect. It's yeah. I'm not even going to take my time. Leslie and Lynn are the best performances in this movie. They play off each other so well. Davi Diggs is incredible as uh, Lafayette and Jefferson. Um, and then you also have uh, Jonathan Groff, uh, iconic King George. Uh, he's fantastic. And Philippa Sue and Renee Elise Goldsberry are excellent as Eliza and Angelica. Uh, and they go toe-to-toe with Lynn in every scene and Leslie in every scene um, with that they interact. It's, yeah, it's a perfect film and I will fight you all to the death.
0: All right, so just before we start tearing you apart, I told you. I told people uh, I let everybody have a scratch. He scratched us. He put Hamilton. This was decided before Hamilton came out that I was offering this solution. It just benefited Coho better than anybody else. Um, what got scratched? I need to know. Yeah, that's my question.
1: What got scratched? I took out my number 40, which was the hateful eight. Um, I, like, I took that one out. That would be in my top 100 still because I, you know, I had to take out the lowest that was remaining that we hadn't talked about. Um, But yes, uh, the hate plate was what got removed.
0: For Hamilton. For Hamilton. Okay. Um, So I'll go first. As somebody that really, really loves Hamilton, I loved this show before I saw the production. Uh, I've listened to the soundtrack numerous times. I've seen the show live. It is my favorite musical. Bardock. I've also been on the record with Coho and saying this will never enter my personal top 100 is because I love this film before I saw this film. They could have done... It doesn't matter what they showed me. It doesn't matter what they showed me. I already know what the story was. I've already seen it. It's special. I think it's great. Is it a film? Is it not a film? I don't think it's considered a film. Um, just That's like all other
1: documentaries and live shows. Yeah, just saying.
0: All the other like all the other like musicals that I own, like I don't consider them movies. I just consider like the concert series of lame is. I don't
1: consider That's that, a film um, and it almost made my top <laughs> one touch, so let me peek behind the curtain.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, so do is is the movie amazing? Is is the is the show amazing? Absolutely. No questions asked. I think it's great. Um uh I'll let the I'll let the I'll let the council <laughs> decide to kill you.
4: Is this a movie? No. It's about as much a movie as M. Rank is a movie. You put a camera and you film something. Doesn't make it a movie. Yes, it does. Two. Literally, the definition. You are movie. you are the white right person I've ever said <laughs> words here to said the words hip hop. Of course, I like it. Uh, three, damn, four. This has been out for a month.
0: month. That's how fucking it is. I think today or yesterday it's
4: been a month.
0: And five.
4: Why would you take out your forty and not your one hundred if you push everything down? I wasn't allowed to. It wasn't allowed
0: to. I I I added this I added this at the 40 range. They couldn't change anything from the past. They had to go from the future. I gave the option. That's why three people said uh-uh, but one said hell yeah.
1: Cool, I'm done. <laughs> it's, uh-huh. part, it's part of the there are X-rated films, and they are called adult films. Therefore, yes. I love
0: Garth. You know, I think so. going to make my top 100.
1: I, if you put Midnight Cowboy, technically you're putting it's X-rated. Not, it's not a film. Oh my god, There's it's such a tired. show. It's
0: such a not, show. It's not porn. That's not porn uh, at all.
1: I know it's, it's not, not but X-rated is yeah.
2: still. So here's the thing. I've not seen the play. I've not seen this recorded stage thing i watch movies i watch movies i don't watch this i have no interest in watching hamilton it is not a thing for me i don't like theater i just don't want to go see this theater stage recorded thing okay wow Um, you are
1: asked to leave the call officially number four
2: after a month of it being out that is the most scalable thing that he's ever done he did that with another film that we'll probably be talking about in his top three it is insane that it after only a month. Like, that is just like, that is the most kaleptory thing.
3: Um, it's a movie in the sense that it is recorded images that are played back and you look at. Um, in the most technical possible sense, it is a it is moving pictures, which movies I believe is short for. So. Yeah, but is it a? Uh, yeah, it's not. A, it's not a movie. In what we've been talking about for the past ten weeks, movie. Um, I didn't rate this on Letterbox because I don't consider it a movie like the rest of those movies. Um, that being said, I love it. Um, my daughter brought bought me the soundtrack for my birthday a couple of years ago and my me and my family have worn it out it's something we've all kind of bonded over there's not a lot of stuff the four of us all love and we all love this we haven't seen that we haven't had the opportunity to see the stage play yet so this is our first time seeing anything Hamilton and um we, we were not disappointed at all in fact a lot of the stuff that just from listening to music was kind of slow for me uh was really just elevated by the uh by watching it perform uh, live or recorded live um the fl- the way they do the flashback during satisfied is mind-blowing i love that the way they're in position they chant they'll come back that's great um i the hurricane when the stuff's blowing around them is just visually stunning uh the characters are great uh i think uh burr is my favorite character uh wait for it is such a great song there's so much in that song about that character and just watching him um be that be the antagonist but also have to be the narrator and like kind of like begrudgingly admit um all the great things about hamilton and watching him seethe like low-key seethe over that um my favorite performance in it so yeah not a movie but i still love it four is really high
0: Oh, Tim and Coho got into it. This is a really <laughs> awkward time for my life. Uh, we're going to go to Boutman for your three.
4: Cool. And my three is...
1: i right. The social network. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay. Which, which, which this I, is actually I, a pretty great film. Uh, David Fincher is actually a very root director and this is one of his top films i love everything about it i love that is the the story of facebook i love the the composing by trent resnor for the the actual score it's actually pretty it, it's it's pretty original and it has the type of music that that makes it memorable like you can feel every scene as it's going on and and every passing year and time during the the length of the movie which actually is a uh, basically the growth of Suckerman. Suckerman? I forgot the name. Zuckerberg. Yeah. Suckerman. Uh, everybody is actually pretty good in this movie. J.C. Eisenberg actually is at the top of his game. I don't think he has actually done a role that is better than this one because he's really good at playing a jackass. And Army Hammer doing the dual role was actually kind of surprising because at the time I watched this movie, I didn't know Army Hammer and I didn't know he did both roles. And it's a pretty seamless thing that up to this day is pretty, pretty impressive. Justin Timberlake as a douchebag. Cool. I dig it. Pretty good. Uh, this movie is really really interesting, and it should have won Best Picture definitely for that year. I like, I like it a lot. Uh, Plus, yeah,
1: I have uh, it as well. I
4: think we all have it. Don't we? No. Okay. no not it's weird that it's, it's number three because it's not Fincher's best movie, but Cool.
1: Jake, where did you have it? I
4: had 26. I have a 25.
1: Um, okay. yeah. uh, Andrew Garfield is underrated in this movie. I think everyone uh, didn't give him enough attention or credit for uh, for his performance um, because I think he's just as good as uh, Eisenberg. Uh, they go toe-to-toe. My favorite scene in this movie is when it all boils to the end and it's just their confrontation. It's fantastic. Uh, I won't say it, Cody. You can have it. Uh, no, go ahead. It's your, You put it on your actual list. Um. Just. I'm not coming. I'm not coming back for my thirty percent. I'm coming back for everything. Uh. Is such a great performance moment. Um. I also really like Rooney Mara. She's not in it. Yes. Like more than the one scene, but that one scene, she's outstanding. Uh. If you want to talk about one scene wonders, who should have been nominated? Rooney Mara is one of them. Uh, for the social network. She's incredible. Um, this is, has so many great lines in it. Um, this is my favorite uh, script, I think, ever. So, I thought it was Knives yeah, Out. Knives Out is my favorite original screenplay of the decade difference.
2: Okay, so um, this is a fantastic biopic. Um, this is the first Fincher film I saw, I believe, and just the dynamic between the characters and the it- the the film's like only two hours but it feels like there's just so much to it and the pacing is just so perfect finch is such an immaculate filmmaker and he knows everything he wants to do from the editing to the cinematography to the visuals to the score everything is is in his control and it really shows in this movie and i just really careful like what the story what the character is going through and like what he's trying to do and like He's a kind of, he's an unlikable character, and the whole arc of the movie is what well. Rashida Jones says at the end of the film. You're not an asshole, you're just trying too hard to be one. Like, he just cares, he just wants to be what everyone else is, but, like, it's just, it's not for him, and he's very, you know, inner and just uh, psychologically different to everyone else, and that's just so, an interesting dynamic, especially with Garfield and and Kimberlake, and the, uh, The Winklevoss, the Winklevies, I I guess I should say. And yeah, just the situations and all the everything that happens when they put Face Smash online and that whole sequence with the music and when everyone's playing along is just so like perfect. Um, Yeah, this is a a fantastic movie.
4: Just that Koho mentioned Rooney Mara, that actually reminded me the last scene where he is actually just hitting refresh on his Facebook page to see if she will ever accept his friend request. It's kind of so perfect to encapsulate the pathetic nature of his character, because even having all the money and all the power in the world and being a jackass to everybody else, he just wants that little ounce of appreciation that he may never get. It's kind of a beautiful thing to uh, to show, to wrap that movie.
0: Yeah. Social Network is fantastic. Um, I absolutely love this movie. The, my favorite part is uh, um, wow, Andrew Garfield. I think Andrew Garfield's the best in this movie by far, um, especially when Coho alluded to it. It was like, you better lawyer up, asshole. Like, he's coming back. And, like, hey, you can't interrupt him. He's uh, he's coding right now. <laughs> he just picks it up. Got your attention now? Breaks his computer. It's just. You pretentious so douchebag. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, is this about the chicken? No, it's not about the chicken story. <laughs> the chicken story is good. I, I had to feed the chicken, so I gave a bit of the chicken to the chicken. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just of forced cannibalism. It's just insane how this movie works. I thought it would be so, so boring, the story of Facebook. And I know, like, some stuff's come out that it's not, like, accurate and stuff like that. But, like, him in that meeting is like, you have the minimal amount. Like, that's what we put in the open of the show, because that's how I feel with some people on the show sometimes. You have my minimal amount of attention. It's just so, it's just... It's so. It's just so good. Like I don't. I the only the. I don't like Justin Timberlake as much in this movie, as that part. Like I know that's part of the story, but I wish they just kind of. Because I like the dy- dynamic between Eisenberg and Garfield, but no, incredible movie three. I have no problem. It's it's my second favorite venture, so I have no issue. Um, okay, we are on TJ. Well, no, oh, I no you, oh, you haven't talked. Yeah, go ahead. Um. It's hard for me,
3: uh, because as soon as you put Eisenberg in a movie, it's an uphill battle for me, because I do not like oh, that guy. Gosh. I do not like watching that guy in movies, Wait. and I kind of feel like this movie is, his character's movie is just how he would be in real life, like before I even saw this movie. I just assumed that was his personality. Um, he really strikes me as that kind of guy, and um, I like Sorkin. He's a good writer, but I, my problem with Sorkin's writing, I think, the felon is a. It, a lot of times it can be so precise that it feels like it's being read, and I feel like Eisenberg always feels like sounds like he's reading his dialogue. So a lot of like the, the two of them just are not a great combination the whole way through. Um, so that being said, he's my least favorite part of this movie. Um, yeah, uh, my favorite part of this movie is Army Hammer. Um, him playing those twins and the way he plays them as two separate and completely unique characters, and I think they're the most interesting characters in the movie. I just love how, like, there's they're, like six
2: foot four on this, two of me.
3: yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I broke your 200 old old doorknob. Door um, I just, and just how like they play like those, they're like the, the really smart, dumb guys. Uh, they're just such an interesting character to me. So, I really like them. Everybody else is good, it's interesting, but like I said, there's just too many points against it for me. I think three is super high for this. I mean, like you know, like 50, 60, something like that. I could see it there, but three is crazy high. Yeah, well,
0: it's a great discrete. Jake, uh, go ahead. <gasps> yeah, you attention, quick. <laughs> Um
2: mine number three. Wow, damn! The bronze medal. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to defending this movie. Um, it is American Beauty. So I mean, so here's the thing. This is definitely not a film that gets is, is nice to talk about anymore with uh, certain redacted. Um, the thing is, is, that I think he's phenomenal in his as Lester Burnham. He's it's one of my favorite characters in film history. Kind of the transition that he goes through, the whole situation—it's about a guy who falls in love with his best fr- his daughter's best friend, and it's it, it, that whole situation's creepy. Yes, but the thing is, is that I just want to defend that part because that's not what a film is really about it's what instigates him to change his life and to get better physically and mentally it sets up that but it doesn't pay off with the sense of him wanting to he kind of forgets that after a while it's more focused on him you know suing his boss and getting sixty thousand dollars so he can get a job that's more for him and enjoy it more and you know with the least responsibility And, and him working out and him Physically and mentally, being a better person because he has a midlife crisis, and like, is this what he wants to do for the rest of his life? Like, it's just, it, it, I just really relate to that sort of idea of like, I don't, we're on this planet for like 90 years, give or take. I, you want to make the most out of it. And he's become, he's only gone halfway through his life without real, without doing anything of note. And in this movie, he realizes, well, I've got to change that. And it's instigated by Angela, but he doesn't of a while, he forgets about her and doesn't want to focus on her anymore. It's more about improving his own life. And it's, it's only her who starts to really try and get his attention that slightly comes back to him. But at the end of the movie, he doesn't go, go with it. It's more about him finding the beauty in life. And that's why I really like that character arc. I think everyone else is brilliant in the movie. Anna Bedding is a really great character. Like She can't see the beauty in life. She enforces. She has to see imperfection, and that's kind of her downfall. Uh, Ricky Fitz is also like a character who is enlightened and sees everything of what it is and sees the beauty, even in something like death. Um, and then you also have um, uh, Janie, uh, played by... Um, oh, my God. What's her name?
5: Dover?
2: Minasobari or uh, yes. Uh, Thora Birch, uh as um lester's daughter and she's the one who's starting to be acceptance of the beauty in flaws and that character and her relationship with ricky i think is really just fascinating and uh, i just yeah i really appreciate that i also just love the ending and the monologue that lester has and how he goes over you know what there's beauty in life and sometimes there's so much of it and we can't take it and it's just everything feels enlightened and i just really like that on a uh, personal level it really just connects with me on that sort of aspect and the cinematography also i think is really uh beautiful and just well done The, the reds and the roses also serving as a motif and there's a lot of details that i really got this is one of the films that really got me into the films on a different level and i appreciate this film even though there's a lot of controversy with this movie i appreciate appreciate this on on a level that i Really resonate with, so yeah, it's my third favorite film of all time. Used to be my favorite, but I think it's a still a fantastic movie. Uh,
0: so I just watched this movie this year, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I'm excited to watch it again. Um, again, it's just a one time watch, so I can't really say anything. I'm glad you kind of touched on how the start of it. It's so you could definitely be creepy in that aspect. But really, it's not what the whole movie is about. Like, it does have those moments back to it. Um, And I agree. I think Spacey gives an amazing performance in this film. He he does. There's no question about it. I think actually everybody gives a great performance. I think his wife gives an insane performance. Yeah, like, there, there are, like, so many parts of this movie that it just was so long since I saw it. And I'm kind of upset that it took me this long to watch it. But I think with rewatches, it could easily be in my top 100. I think it's honestly a really, really great film. Heard a lot about it. Saw the poster for years. Just never clicked. You never, know, never watched it. So, well done. I, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, yeah,
1: American Beauty slaps. Uh, so it was good. Um, I think that Spacey's really, really good in it um and like everyone else was really really good in it uh but yeah some of it's a little unsettling to watch now uh in retrospect but like it's i think when you think of it with like when it came out in 99 like that's like that movie slaps i think american beauty is good
4: funny story i was actually in new york when this movie was on theaters and i got to see it uh in the times square movie theater that was under the virgin megastore Uh, i really like this movie uh, when I saw it, but honestly, it's basically the yes, the the story and the acting is pretty great. Like Jake said, Chris Cooper is really under underestimated in this movie. He's great as West yeah. Bend is that. West Bend is great. Mina Thor Birch, Shannon Benning. It, it's a it's a strong lineup. The story is good. It's Sam Mendes the, debuted as a director, which is actually he was a new a new way to film things. I think his his, his vision was pretty special for this one, but uh, sadly for me, I, this is a stack year. It's 1999. is one of my favorite movie movie years of all time, and this movie, I think I don't remember, but I don't think it made even the top ten of that year. It was like 11, 12, because there are so many great movies in this year. So I I I know I understand the movie is actually pretty great, but Three and no, really, too high.
3: Um, I'm not going to say much about this because I just figured out after 97 movies we've gone through that I shouldn't talk last for Jake's movies because then I got to immediately talk about my movie. Um, and that's kind of exhausting. And I wish I had figured this out like eight or nine weeks ago, <laughs> but uh, no. This is the movie I think about as like a top ten kind of movie, but I could totally see it being one. It is really good. Um, it's a it's a really good story. Space is great. And that but my favorite scene this movie is when she's trying when she's cleaning the house, and she's just like, "You stupid! So you just, just totally care I, yeah. I will sell this house today. I will sell this today. And I just I love movies about just just ruined people, and you know just. Try, who who, th- who try to put on they have together and just watching them kind of implode and I, and I, that's what this movie is about it's like it's almost like a horror movie like the, just like a suburban horror like just how horrible life can get just it's so gross how they're all living um you know independently and together uh, so yeah there's a lot of good stuff going for this movie I like it um haven't seen it in a while, not in my top 100 obviously, but uh, it's
0: all a pick
2: also the skull fucking slaps one of my favorite skulls of all time.
0: All right, Kirk. Hope you got enough wind to listen. To you go ahead. All right,
3: uh, my number three. Uh, this is hard. My two and three were tough making this list because I love my my one set. My two and three I love so much and I love them equally. Uh, this is like a real Sophie's choice for it. So my number three is Sophie's choice. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, my number three used to be my number two. It's it it just barely flipped. My number three is Goodfellas
1: um that was Boatman's 18 no 19.
3: this is just when you talk about a good movie this is just a really 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 good movie um i think this is the movie scorsese was waiting his whole career to make like his whole career builds up to Goodfellas. um it's just such a perfect movie i just love the the way the stories tell, just the energy it has, just from the beginning when you have that. You know, you, you start out in the middle of the story with them uh, killing Billy Bats in the truck, and just, ever since I wanted, ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a gangster. You know, I've gone from rags to riches, and they have those, 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 those credits speeding across, and it's just so so perfectly made. I'm just happy thinking about this movie. Um, <laughs> I love the characters. Um, Henry Hill is so good. Um he and just again, just getting into that world, and you see their take on this. Like from the outside, it's just disgusting. They're just horrible people. But from, from when you see it from their perspective, you, they may, they make you understand it. They use uh, different. They use different narrators, and they give you different. You know perspectives uh, and just the, you know just how different this world is it's almost alien i love that scene in the prison uh where they're going to prison all he's talking about is the food you know we're you know we got to slice the edges really thin you all let it simmer and that's prison life for them uh yeah just so great uh uh, Pesci and De Niro are just at the top of their game. I love their characters, and again, you see like that like hierarchy of evil. Like Henry Hill's, like okay, like he's kind of a decent guy, and Pesci's just like killing people indiscriminately. He doesn't care, and um, you know De Niro's somewhere in the middle. Um, but just so many good characters, so many great performances. The soundtrack is just fantastic. Um, you know, you got the over the shoulder, uh, you know, coming through the the, the Copa, uh, just. Lots of really, really good moments. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing not to like about this movie. It's so good.
0: Um, man, Bowman, go ahead and talk.
4: Sorry. <laughs> this movie, uh, it's pretty good. I haven't seen it in twenty years, probably. But I do remember. It's a
0: top one hundred, though. That's pretty
4: impressive. Yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> still. Uh... <laughs> Yeah this is Scorsese doing what he does best which is taking a story based on, on real life usually involving gangsters and making it a, a great cinematic experience. I love the type of movies that tell you a story through a life like, like you start with a person very young and how he got into it when he got at to the top of his game and then his fall, and then how in this type of life of crime uh, loyalties in the end don't amount to much. Uh, I think it's a great film. I, I'm a little heartbroken about the way it turns out for Joe Pesci. I've always have been. Uh, it's a rough one, but yeah, the movie overall is pretty great. I do think that he has done better things in this genre with this type of movie than Goodfellas, but this is probably a top five movie for Scorsese anyway. Kirk, should this a beat Dances
0: with Wolves? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Have you yet have you seen Dances with Wolves yet? No, but you know what? People have <laughs> talked to me about this. Here, let's let's talk
3: let's talk about this for a minute. Because I thought about this after that show. That conversation we had about dances of woods was the first conversation. Dances of Wolves is a 30-year-old movie. That was the first conversation I ever had in my life about dances with wolves. People talk about Ugh. Goodfellas all the time. Such a good That's movie, fair. how come nobody talks about it? Sorry, sorry.
0: No, you're good. Um, Goodfellas is uh man this just just doesn't scream like a cody movie at all um it has scorsese it has crime it has mob yep that's that's a cody movie it's just right there uh this movie's incredible i have no issue whatsoever with good philip being in your top uh top five uh i absolutely love this movie the only downside of this movie is that i don't like ray Liotta. I like him at the start i don't really like it he drains me near the end of it but the at the end of the day all the other characters bring it up like i i like the whole scene like i'm a clown like i'm here to amuse you um like dance dance and i love the scene where he shoots him and he's like well you're burying oh like i've never built a body before like i've (laughs) never dug a hole before okay i got it uh like he's just so like through his face just like what the who cares? Um, and then that line at the beginning is, I always wanted to be a gangster. I'm just like, oh. like the the part kind of has that moment too, where it's like at the beginning, he, Scorsese knows how to open a movie with just one line. Um, yeah. It's just incredible movie. Uh, it's definitely in my top five Scorsese. Um, I always go back to this movie. It is, it's lengthy, but it feels so quick. I, I, I Great, great movie, great movie. Um, everybody else on Goodfellas doesn't seem like a Jake. No wonder this didn't make Jake's list, but uh, it, it really isn't a joke movie. I like Scorsese. I
2: just like more of his more interesting uh, stuff. Um, this is like a fine uh, crime movie. I remember watching it um, when I was younger and just kind of thinking it was pretty good. But I just I have nothing really strong to say. I'd, I'd seen Wolf of Wall Street before. I'd seen this, so maybe my opinion on it is just more that I like Wolf of Wall Street more because it's a it's kind of doing the same style, um, but yeah, no, this is a this is a nice movie. I get why this is on Kirk's list, but it's just a, it's like I think it's okay.
1: Um, I saw this movie once, and I liked it, but I'm not a huge Scorsese person in general. Like some of them are really good, some of them I think are like even the ones that I think are okay, are like still like really good movies. So like, um, this one I think I like the Irishman a little bit. More, not because I think it's necessarily a better like movie, but I just like Al Pacino <laughs> as an actor. So yeah, I I watched them too close to each other for me to like really like make a true like sit time with each of them and like go that's Goodfellas and that's Irishman. Uh, so I, this one deserves a rewatch from me. Fair. All right, Coho, tell us what your three is. Uh, well. We've uh we've we didn't have to talk about it yet. It's about time. Pirates of the Caribbean, the curse of the black pearl. Uh we're gonna crest out the Pirates of the Caribbean run. Uh in hindsight, I think at this point in time, Dead Man's Chest flips over it for me. Um, but they're very close. I love both those movies pretty much equally. Uh so this being this high should not be surprised to anyone. Uh, this is my favorite adventure movie. I I love uh I love Jack Sparrow. He's one of my favorite film characters of all time. And his introduction in this movie is one of the best. Uh just him just as the ship sinking steps onto the dock. Uh is just a perfect like introduction to just the mess of a pirate he is. Uh yeah, he's like Kinda knows what he's doing, but he always just kind of lucks into doing what he's doing. Barbosa is fantastic as the villain in this. Jeffrey Rush is giving a great performance. Uh, my one of my favorite lines uh, of all uh, of all time is the "You must start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one." Uh, it's a great great performance. Um, yeah, this movie is just it. It does a lot of things for me uh, in terms of like my love for like more movies and telling stories, uh, and it just kind of captured my imagination in a way that not a lot of other movies had uh, and s- still haven't. Uh, so this franchise will always mean a lot to me, and this is the movie that I put at the highest spot because it's the one that really kind of starts it all and is the one that universally sort of kicks everything off in a really strong way. Uh, fucking love these movies.
0: Um, anybody else have... Never mind. Um, <laughs> I love the first two Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I think they're fun. I think they get a lot of crap because of the stuff that came after it, but these first two original films are perfection in Disney anime, Disney live action. I won't say like perfect films, but I'll say Disney live action for what they were able to do and what they were able to accomplish on something I never thought they would be able to turn into a successful thing. And this, these first two movies is when Jack Sparrow is, like, caring. Like, he's actually caring as the role. He's not just a character at that point. Um, yeah, I think Barbosa is a fantastic villain in this movie. Um, and just the, even the effects still hold up. We just watched it for a watch-along. They still hold up to this day, especially when the moonlight hits them. And they. And the sword fights, I think they're really good choreographed. They're well choreographed, and it's just you can tell. There's a lot of detail put into this, and it's got a lot of comedic elements that I think goes under. It's one of it's one of the funniest Disney live action movies out there. Um, um, the whole parlay scene I think is great. Um, so yeah, I I have no problem with this. I have a problem with it being in the top ten. I would say like bottom twenty, but co-host built his career on Pirates of the Caribbean, so um, is or it is. Everybody else on the Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl.
4: I rewatched watched um, this movie pretty recently, a uh, couple of days ago, actually, the first time I watched it with my kid. And yeah, as, as <laughs> far as what this movie is trying to accomplish and what it's based on and what it gives you, this is a pretty perfect Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I usually had it at 4.5. I gave it the five stars this time because I feel like there's nothing really that can be done better than what is shown in this movie. That being said... Top 100, number three. I mean, scale of Coho, so I kind of get it. But then he goes and drops like, now I like Dead Man's Chest better. So yeah. what you're saying is you would take the Curse of the Black Pearl and put Dead Man's Chest at number three of all time. I mean. Yeah. That's
1: what you just said. Yes, yes, I would. I the reason why I said I mean is because technically dead chest would be my number two. Uh but okay. That's insane. Whoa, 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 what?
0: What? Dead chest would be your number
1: two? Two. Yeah. I would move Dead Chest up to two above it.
5: Okay. A okay.
1: Um this
2: is a I think this is a great movie. This is a great popcorn movie, honestly. Um this is just a fantastic. Just put it on, enjoy the ride, have a good time. Action scenes are great, love that sort of stuff. Uh yeah, the comedy's funny. There's some really good comedic moments. Or we named the monkey jack,
5: yeah. You know? What are your demands? Elizabeth is right, yeah, we know that
2: one. What's there, anything else? Uh, there's some good stuff. Um I really like Jeffrey Rush, he's just fantastic, he's my voice. He's- Maybe my favorite character of the, of the series. I think Johnny Depp is fantastic in this movie. Um, his character gets a lot more of a parody of himself later on in the sequels, but this one he's just like he knows where to go serious and where to go silly, and it's a good. He's just in the middle of the road with both of those. and He just knows never to cross that line, and so yeah, I think this is a fantastic movie. I get why this is on Cody's list the same way that Spider-Man is on my in my top ten. You know, like I get it. Um, I can't fault him
1: for that. So. He just, he just, you son of a bitch. you're right. <laughs> but um, this is a movie
3: based on the most boring ride at Disneyland. Oh my! Um, God. it should it it should not be good. This movie should suck. It's, it's very boring. And and I and I, I'm being facetious. I actually like the ride, but I I'd say that for a fact Though, no. um, the movie should suck, and it doesn't. It's fantastic. Um, you know, I, I was talking, I use this phrase a couple times tonight about taking something simple and presenting the best possible version of it, and that's what this movie does just takes a very simple pirate story, adds a little magic to it, um, kind of Disney fies it, and it's so good. It's very, this is like a movie, movie, it's like a throwback to like just old style adventure movies, as everything has the action, as the adventure, as the sword fights, as a comedy, um. You know johnny depp creates a great villain here and the, and the characters specifically in the movies in general kind of have that like matrix syndrome where because what came later was so bad you kind of blame the the, the earlier ones on it but this movie is really solid um it's hard for me to decide uh because i really i also really like uh dead man's chest because uh, it does a lot more but this movie is just so beautiful in its simplicity and what it does um again three is super high uh but it's a really good movie
0: Okay. Um, Bowman, you're two. Oh, gosh. This is going to be four fucking hours. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I don't know what two is. <laughs>
0: I don't think Coho knows what two is anymore.
4: Wow. There you go. Is my, which is my fitting. Cool. This is a great fucking movie. Christopher Nolan... Uh, makes great movies. Uh, This one actually uh, was him just kind of showing off what he could do between Batman films. Uh, It's really one of the most original works he has presented. I would say the idea for this movie to me feels more original than Memento, which is probably why I like it better. And it helps the fact that Leonardo DiCaprio is actually giving all his talent for this. He portrays Cobb as one of the most interesting guys in the most interesting line of work there is the reality of this film. I think this movie just uh, it excels in the storytelling department, excels in the visual department, and the acting department in general. Marion Cotillard is a very underrated actress that can actually do some great stuff when given the opportunity, like the character that she has to portray in this film, and the layers that she gives to a person who doesn't know what is real or not anymore. And the fact that the movie uh, gives this all to you and at the same time doesn't really let you know what you have seen if it's completely real or not it makes it the more much interesting to me everybody's great at this movie michael Caine, joseph gordon levitt Tom hardy it, it's, it's actually a, a a great box office uh, blockbuster type of movie but at the same time it's smart and interesting and it holds your attention The only bad thing about it is that that sound that they use for the trailer has been done in every other single trailer after. But I mean, that just means you can leave a legacy, right? And I had this, uh...
2: 13, uh, um, my second best Nolan film. Um, I guess, if anything, I appreciate that night for allowing him to, to make this movie. Um, I've always loved dreams and the concept behind them. I mean, we still have no idea why we dream. And this one just plays with the idea of what if we create a heist movie that takes place in the dream world and O'Reilly decided to leave because he's falling asleep. Um, I'll just keep talking. Um, yeah, this movie's fantastic. I think the f- filmmaking is just... Imp- absolutely impressive. Nolan just, like, he has just this particular way of making films, technically speaking. Hey, Cody. Almost done. (laughs) And... Everything about just the, the world and the building and the, the ideas is just, just so immaculate and fascinating. And I just really care for like everything that happens in this movie. And yeah, I think uh, cop's is such an interesting character and just what he deals with. And the heist is just, it goes on for like an hour and a half and it's just so... Interesting. I even love the build-up to that, where they try to figure out what to do and how they're going to perform the Inception, and all that stuff is really good, and uh, I'm still a little mad that I missed a question about this movie in a title match, because I I knew that question, and I just got in my head about it, Um, but I just think this is a fascinating, an
0: amazing movie. Anybody else have Inception? No. Okay. Uh, This is one that I'm so happy I watched for this list. Um, so I saw it when I was, um, in college and I didn't pay a damn bit of attention. Uh, I said, this movie looks confusing. I don't think I'm going to like it. Um, I had a buddy go, Oh, we'll watch it. I'll explain it as we go. You'll not be lost. Cause at that point I was not again, Lion King, Lion King. Um, <laughs> so, uh, he fell asleep. 20 minutes in, and I just stood there and stared at it, and was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I have no clue. When I rewatched it now, I text Boatman immediately, and I said, uh, I'm about to pop this thing back on. This thing's incredible. I think this movie gets... I think this movie gets a bad rap because it comes from Nolan, because Nolan is very overhyped, especially by a lot of people, um, and I don't think he's made a good movie since this movie. Um uh <laughs> so uh uh i think this is his last great one um but i think it instantly became like i, I more watches i won't tell you right away, but i will i this will be my favorite no by far um i think it's incredible heist movie plus and dreams leaves me with like is it is it not oh crazy Score amazing! Oh, this movies this movies this movie is now higher than the Good, the Bad, the Ugly. But I'm like it's real close. They were they were so good. Um, Kirk and Coho, what say you? Uh, Kirk. Um, this movie definitely
3: suffered from the hype for me. I didn't see it till it came out on video. And so I had, like, four or five, six months of people telling me, oh, my God, this is the most amazing movie ever. It's going to change your life. This is just, just you know. And I was expecting this huge, massive game changer. I was expecting something like Matrix level, like movies will never be the same after this. And I went and saw it. I'm like, oh, it's, it's dreams. You know, and it's, it's better dreams. And, and so, <laughs> uh, I mean, Ladies it's not – it, it, it's not bad. It's, it's, it, it, it has some cool elements. Like the heist elements are real cool. And I've gone back and rewatched it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it does suffer not just for the hype of this movie for Nolan. Um, I agree with you, Cody. I think this is just when, you know, um, you know, the, the Nolan coaster just made it up over the hills, starting to come down just right at the cusp. And then after this, the coaster disintegrated and blew up and caught on fire and all kinds of horrible things happened because it was just crap after that. Um, but, yeah, again, this is another <laughs> This is another one uh, where the more I watch it, the more I do – like I couldn't just enjoy it for myself and kind of get past all that hype. But it's still – yeah, Lucas, that's what I'm talking about. Um, it's still uh, – it, again, it's still – I got some hiccups on it. Uh,
1: so I also – I, I saw this in 2010, and I didn't remember shit, so I countered it as a first-time watch this year also, uh, and it slaps. Uh, this is probably my third favorite Nolan. I still have a really deep-seated love for, like, the prestige and the Dark Knight, uh, but Inception's great. I think Leonardo DiCaprio like, leads this movie's ensemble, which is, like, all everyone's playing their parts really well. I really like Tom Hardy and Ellen Page in this movie. Both of them are really, really great. Um, yeah, I think the end is probably my favorite part of the movie. Like, that was, like, the little extra thing that I didn't – that I needed to tick this up a full, like, a, like a half star to push it to four and a half Uh was – this was, like, right there, and it got there. That ending is great. Um, Inception is dope. Dunkirk sucks. I don't, I don't, don't, I don't know Dunkirk. I don't Dunkirk why – is
2: going to come out. I
3: don't, I don't know, I don't well, know we, why we, the chat yeah. keeps talking about the example of the bad – Nolan movies I'm talking about. I don't yeah, know, just, when we, when we say bad... Done with that.
0: When we say bad movies, Dunkirk is the one we were referring yeah, to. And Interstellar. That they're Interstellar, bad. Pretty good. You're wrong. Have a good day, sir. Jake, what is your two? My silver medal. Uh, this
2: used to be my favorite film of all time. Uh, a film that made me see films in a different perspective. That is... Uh, one-of-a-kind film, Donnie Darko. This is just one of the most amazing films that I've ever seen, honestly. Um, I, before this movie, I have no idea what I was laughing at. Uh, before this movie, my favourite film was The Avengers from 2012. That was my favourite film. And 2013 is when I started to really get into film and a, a love for it. And this is the film that started that whole thing for me. This is the movie that made me see films in a different pers- perspective. And I just have, I fell in love with it immediately. Uh, the film's about a man who never boy, sorry, Donny Donnie, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, who discovers that the world's going to end at the end of October. A uh, man and a funny rabbit named Frank is telling him this whole situation and he starts to realize what's going on. And there's just weird, surreal, uh, qualities to this movie. He, has, he starts a, a relationship with, uh, with Jenna Malone's Gretchen and it's just su- such a, a heavily densed movie with so much details. It talks about the 80s presidential campaign between Dukakis and Bush. Um, it goes through religious, evangelical people who use weird uh, hippie uh, mentalities to educate kids and the fear of love and this film's just about like a, a person who's afraid of death and the acceptance of that and realizing that you know there is a fear in death and we just have to accept the fact that it's going to happen to us one day and such a beautifully haunting movie with so much details and Dylan Hall's fantastic in this movie. He's just so brilliant and uh, Patrick Swayze and Drew Barrymore and they have these just great characters, everyone feels detailed and has so much going on and It's just such a a beautiful, immaculate movie. Um, I always go back to it during Halloween. Um, It's just such a beautiful movie that um, everyone should see. It's definitely a movie that requires multiple viewings, but it gets better every time you see it. Um, I just absolutely love this movie and just a beautiful and sweet ending.
0: Uh, This was my sister's favorite movie when I was growing up, and I hate it. (laughs) <laughs> I, I hate it from that time period. I have watched it since. But, like, every time I walk out to the living room, she's fucking watching Donnie Darko, and I'm like, I don't care! Like, why are we watching this Lion King? Um, but, It's uh, <laughs> just, uh... Yeah, um... I maybe would like it now, probably not because I probably have PTSD for my sisters watching it. Um, but it's such a Jake movie, so I it's will, maybe you know, the most
2: Jake movie to be honest.
0: Yeah, it's one of the most Jake. I will give you a pass on this one too. This makes perfect sense for you to be interested.
3: <laughs> ah, uh, yeah, this is this is one of those movies where like you either love it or you're ambivalent about it. Like I, like you were saying, like this is the movie you watch once and never go back to or you watch it constantly um and i'm more in the first group i liked it uh again this is another one that was hyped up one of those really super cult movies and i think there's a lot of cool stuff in it um but it didn't just resonate with me like it does with a lot of people
4: i really like this movie when i was in college uh it kind of was that cool little thing that college kids that said, liked, and uh, understood filmed in a different way. It was the movie that we always refer to like, yeah, you have to watch Johnny Tarko. I uh, got okay. the director's cut, which actually has more narration and, and things inserted in, and it's actually kind of a lesser version than the theatrical, <laughs> one, which should have been a clue to the fact that Richard Kelly is kind of a hack. I think he made this movie by accident Like, everything kind of lined up to make Donnie Darko as great as it is because it is actually great. I think it holds up as a good movie. I just don't think it was the the secret gem that I thought it was when I was in college. But everything he has made after has been worse and worse. So, yeah, I don't know what really happened there. I don't know if I should give him any credit for Donnie Darko being as good as it is, but the man... (laughs)
0: Lightning Strong Lightning in a bottle.
4: Uh
1: Dian Arco was the movie that all my edgy friends in high school said was like the greatest thing ever made. Um so I watched it and it's good. I like it. It's fine. Like it's not a bad movie. It's just kind of a it's like Jake said, it's very surreal. And surreal is not always a co ho movie. Uh, but Dian Arco was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it myself. All right, Kirk. Uh, My number two is a movie that for a very
3: long time was locked into my number three spot. Um, But just recently over the past maybe year or so, uh, I have really started gravitating towards this more. And this is just the movie I choose to watch more um, because it is so rewatchable. And that is Dog Day Afternoon.
1: That was Bowman's 51 and that was my 86. Uh, It's my
4: 51? Weird because I haven't seen it.
3: Dog Day Afternoon is my Pacino gives probably my all time favorite performance by an actor. Um, Just what he's able to communicate uh, through his body motion, through his eyes. Just I watch this movie, I just look at his eyes the entire time, and there's so he's conveying so much through that. Um, He's you know he's he, that, that idea he's you know he thinks he's in control he thinks he knows what's going on and just watching that slip away from him and have have to deal with it is so good it's just a master class at acting you know i read a i saw heard an interview with him uh a couple years ago and he said that when they you know were filming this they had to do some reshoots a couple months later and he came back and he couldn't get the character back it was just gone it was like a one-time thing and he couldn't do it again Um, That's how hard it was for even him to pull this performance off. And it bums me out that what people remember about this is Attica, Attica, and him screaming out and all that stuff because there's so many like quiet, like understated moments in this where he's just sitting and thinking and contemplating, trying to get out of the situation. And it is so good. Um, Just the whole story, just the setup. um, It's shot on location on this, you know this New York city block, um, on a, and you know, they, the, all the extra, most of the extras are just people from the neighborhood. There's no score and it's just this one location. Um, Charles Durning is great as the, uh, as the negotiator and just the two of them Moretti, the two of them going back and forth. Um, Sydney Lament really didn't give them each other's lines. So a lot of the stuff when you, they see when they're surprised or when they're, uh, you know, when they don't understand each other, that's real. Um, they're trying to actually communicate for real, which adds so much to that movie. Um, and just that, that just that, that the, the 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 weather and the and the, the the summer is such a character in this movie. Just the heat, it's just so oppressive, and it just weighs heavily on the characters. Um, I love the characters in the bank um, and the relationships that build uh, there, and the uh, the humor that comes from those situations. Um, it's a very funny movie in a lot of in a, in a lot of places. Um, you know, just and it just it's so good. Um, again, this isn't the one where it just it's just a masterclass in acting, masterclass in directing. Uh just a fantastic movie.
0: Um, go ahead, boat. Well, Boatman hasn't seen
1: it. Uh, it's 61. Uh it 61 out of your uh, guessing. Uh, so I watched this movie for the first time this year and it's amazing. Um, Al Pacino is fantastic. Uh, he has so many great moments. Like, I i wasn't quite sure what I was getting into, all I knew is that it was a, technically like a Bank Heist movie. Uh, and it's so much more than that. Also, if your movie opens with an Elton John song, <laughs> bonus points that's the, only, that's the only music in the entire movie, right? And it's one of the best songs that yeah. opens it to the Marina. Uh, but it's great. Um, this movie is put together so well. Um, I think, I think honestly. This should be higher on my list than it is. The more I think about it, the more I like it. Uh, but yeah, Al Pacino continues to solidify himself as one of the best actors I've ever seen. So.
0: Um, so this is the most Cody movie that I waited so long to see that should have seen a lot sooner. Um, because I'm not a big Pacino fan. I don't like Pacino in some things, uh, but it's later Pacino. 70s Pacino is meant to. Uh, he's hit the best, and I mean, I like other stuff throughout it. Like I like Gengarion Ross, like stuff like that. So he has moments. It's just he becomes more of a meme now than anything. Um. So, but no, this movie's incredible. Like one of my favorite, just one shot, like one location movies, pretty much. Um. In this, and it's right. Like the only thing I knew about it was the Attica stuff, like the screaming, the, like that. But then when you watch it, like just how tense this movie is from like the get-go it's just it's really good um yeah i i absolutely love this movie so um i can't wait to watch it more it wouldn't be a mine right now because i've seen it one time um uh what does everybody else mint um yeah uh What does everybody else... Uh, oh, Jake, what do you think about Dog I just,
2: Um I hadn't seen this until this year when Bowman put it on for the uh, Deep cuts round in a title match. Um, yeah, what, was I was not expecting uh, character names to memorize, but um, I think this is a fantastic movie. I think this is a great movie. Um, I just love that it opens with them planning. They've already planned it out. They know what they're doing, and then all of a sudden someone just leaves and I can't do it. And so now the whole plan is just up in the air. Like I don't know what to do, and the performances are so fantastic. And limit is just a director, who's just who's one of the best in getting performances out of actors. And he knows exactly like what to do to for our actors and how to get them into characters and all this sort of stuff. And I think just working with the right people, I'm shocked John Cazale was not nominated for an Oscar because he plays it so restraint and has this. He's on a different level as Pacino. I think that works for the character that he's playing and being the supporting actor that he is and being so good at it. Um, Lance Henriksen. I didn't know he was in this movie until I saw it. He's also really good as one of the um, uh, cops or FBI members. So I can't remember exactly his character, but um, he's also really good in this movie. Um, and there's just the situation that plays out during the movie because it just it changes, and then you get that whole um, Stockholm um, syndrome that was certain of the um, of the hostages, and it just plays out and plays out. And then yeah, I think this is just a great movie. I just I've only seen it once, and it was this year. So.
0: Okay, um... Coho. No, yeah. right? So yeah, Coho,
2: yeah, what's your two? Yeah, it's I know. My number
1: two is the last fandom movie on this list. Yeah, yeah I know it. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, it's my favorite animated movie of all time. Uh, it's one of my most rewatchable movies of all time, uh, and I think it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Uh, the way that it takes the world of Spider-Man and just dilutes it down to its most essential elements... And still stays so true to every to every character and everything that is Spider-Man is great. Um, I think Miles Morales is a fantastic character. Um, I've he's never been one that like when I read his stories in the comics outside of the origin that I, I was never really entertained by. Um, and I think that um, I think like the movie takes his story and makes it really, 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 really in an interesting direction. Um, I love Peter B. Parker in this movie. I think he's fantastic. I think Jake Johnson is giving a great performance um, as Peter B. Parker. Just that, like, that lost Peter Parker that's, like, done this so long and just kind of forgotten how to be Spider Man along the way. Um, and kind of remembers it while helping train the new Spider Man. Um, I love Leif Schreiber's Kingpin. I think he's a great tough guy villain uh, all the way through. Uh, just kill that guy! Uh, after literally ruthlessly killing Spider-Man uh, is insane. Um, and then you have all the extra like Spider-Men that come with it. You have Spider-Gwen and Spider-Ham and Spider-Man Noir, who are all great. All of them are really fun. John Mulaney's really fun. Nick Cage is really fun. Um, but I think the story is just so rewatchable, and the soundtrack to this movie is great. What's Up, Danger is underrated. That song's excellent.
0: Uh, anybody else? No, okay. Um, sorry, I, I have to ask the question that I already know the answer to. Um, so <laughs> I'm not laughing at your pick. I'm laughing at Kirk and <laughs> Kirk's reaction. Like Kirk just looked like his kid just came home with something. He's like, "Oh God! Like, why did you do that? Like, I trusted you. I raised you right, and you did this." Um, this movie is good. Is not my favorite Spider Man movie. I think it's, I love the animation in it. I think the animation is really cool. It is a comic book brought to life. I think the overall characters, I think they should have shortened the characters list. Like, I don't think Ham and Noir should have actually been there and like uh, Penny because they're underused. They're just there to show that there's a multiverse, but you don't really get time with them the main stories of the top three and then like that's it um i want to see like i want to see them expand on it um i knew you loved this movie uh the moment that it became eligible for phantom and the questions came a flying um but i personally think it's i think it's a really really good movie it would never crack right now my top 100 um
1: i've but seen it I, I, i've seen it an obscene amount of times though so, so that's... yeah I, I
0: i think it's i think it's fun i think it's enjoyable i feel like i like what they do i can't wait for more of that world two of all time is fucking insane it is fucking insane and i know what your one is and uh, we'll get there in a second <laughs> everybody else on spider-man into the spider-verse
4: i think this movie is pretty perfect uh But then again, I'm not the biggest fan of Spider-Man, which is why I feel this is the movie that is, people who say this movie is the best Spider-Man movie like me are people who are not really into Spider-Man. I can see how people who actually are into Spider-Man hate the fuck out of this movie. It's kind of the same uh, Last Jedi effect for Star Wars. Like people who like, like me, I love Last Jedi, but I'm not the biggest Star Wars guy. But then the biggest Star Wars guy hates the fucking movie because it kind of is and isn't what it says it's going to be. They give you a new Spider-Man, and the Spider-Man that you know, Peter Parker, is like a run-down, tired, disgruntled version of his former self. That is interesting to me. I think this movie is actually pretty great. I think the animation... It's brilliant the way they did it. It's the most comic book animated movie I have ever seen based on a comic book. The soundtrack is fucking great. "What's Up, Danger?" Like, like Mr. Hip Hop here said, it's actually a fucking baller of a song. And at the same time that I say that this is my favorite Spider-Man movie, I cannot justify this being that I'm number two on anyone's top movie list. Top twenty? Yes, maybe ten. If this movie was twenty-five years old and you had seen it a million times, he's already
2: seen it a million times. That's the thing.
4: I've seen it upwards of twenty-five times at this point.
1: Good.
3: Um, so, do you want to go last, quick? If you don't mind.
1: Yeah, that's good.
2: Um, I so I think mean, Nazari said it perfectly. I think like that. If, if this is a movie for people who don't really like Spider-Man, I love Spider-Man. I talked about Raimi. We talked about that movie. I just, I really wanted to love this movie. I really, really did, and it just didn't connect with me. I think it's a pretty good movie, but I don't think it's a fantastic top 10 films on Letterboxd, all that sort of stuff. I think that's insane. Um, The animation is fantastic. I don't like that Sony tried to pattern the the animation style, because they're doing something similar with the Connected movie. Um, I like Miles as a character. I just think that a lot of what makes this movie work is done in the lego movie. Fit Lord and Miller did a lot of the similar type of character arcs and situations. They did that in the lego movie. I think that movie's great. You can say whatever you want about that. I just don't really care for it in Verse. They really did it. I don't like that Peter B Parker's joke is that he's fat. They do that a couple of times. I just don't care. I don't find anything funny about that. I don't like the ragdoll Train swinging around and being the rag doll getting hit by everything—I just don't find that entertaining or funny. Um, there's a couple of good p- comedy in it, but I just—I just think it's a fine movie. Like, there's nothing really engaging to me, and I just wish that I loved this movie, but I just don't.
4: You know what? I forgot to say. I think this is the way I feel about the Lego Batman movie. Like everybody tells me it's a fucking great Batman movie, which is not. And that is the best thing since sliced bread. And I love Batman. I know that's not right.
0: Um, this
3: movie is good. I think you put it hit the head, Cody. It's a good movie. Um, but Coho is just solidifying my stance that this is the most overrated movie. Just period. I mean, like like uh, Jake said, it's like top 15, top 20 on Letterbox um is it, it really yeah I, it's, got, I, I it's, like a four, it's got a 4.4 4 on letterbox People um, and i mean i guess a lot of post malone fans out there rate these movies i don't know but it's just it's i i don't have anything bad to say about it it's um like i said the animation style is fun at times other times kind of distracting took me out of it um, I like the take and all the different – the one animation thing I like is how a, each character keeps like the animation style from their universe. I really like that touch. Um, I love the best thing about this movie that has Tombstone in it. My favorite Spider Man villain ever Tombstone. Uh, from my I remember him from my old wow. spectacular Spider Man run in the early 90s. Uh, I didn't mean like whoa as in bad take, I mean like whoa in good for you. Yeah, I love I love Tombstone. He's, he read go read the old like 90 early 90s spectacular oh, have. Spider-Man run. I have. I know who Tombstone is. Fantastic. So. Um I love him. But yeah, it's just it's it's good, but I mean I just do not get the hype around it at all. It's it's not as it's not the it's not the best Spider-Man movie, it's not the best superhero movie. It's not the best animated Animated. superhero movie um it's just none of those things it's 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 a fun good movie but it's not two is crazy but i mean that's the kind of attitude that's out there that's the world we're living in it's nuts
0: i never knew that it was that highly rated okay Mm -hmm. um all right so uh bowman what's your number one
2: this is so anticlimactic for Brighton. <laughs>
0: yeah. Number one. Hold on. Hold on. a
3: second. Can we get him back just for this? Is he still watching? I kind of uh, feel bad. No, I, I messaged
0: him. I don't think he's responded. Okay.
2: Well, we we next can wait, see. might have to do a, like a,
0: just an encore or yeah. something.
2: Yeah. No, he's for, been
0: off for like 26 minutes. So now okay. I won't blame
4: him. Number one. I mean, we all know what it is. Number one is 12 Angry Men. This movie came out in 1957. It has a rating of 100 in Rotten Tomatoes. It's directed by Sidney Lumet. It stars DJ Cobb and Harry Fonda.
0: <laughs> you haven't, Have you not seen 12 year Yes, I
4: have. To. It's a fucking great movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. But uh, it's a, I have a weird story with this one because for some reason... I ended up actually watching the remake from 1997 first with Jack Lemmon. Uh, one Sunday evening, I was just watching TV in my house and that movie came out I was like, wow, this is such an interesting thing. Like just following 12 great actors, because that is a stacked, a stacked, uh, George C. Scott plays your number three in that version, version of a simple story, just saying how everybody has different priorities and they are all analyzing that, uh, this thing that they all wanna get over with. But at the same time, they are trying their best to be fair. And then I found out that it was a remake from a 1957 movie, which is actually made me go back and watch it. And even though I love the 97 remake, the original is just so much layered. It's one of those classics movies that you can, you can actually feel the texture of the film, what it was being made. And you can, you can feel the sweat of this man just sitting in a hot box for a day trying to figure out what's fair about a life of a Puerto Rican kid who supposedly murdered someone. And the way they unravel the story step-by-step and the way that Henry Fonda just analyzes every single detail of what he heard at at the case and little by little just keeps peeling back a little bit more and a little bit more until he makes the totally balanced case that there's no way that this could have happened the way it was presented. But at the same time, they also do the smart thing of not trying to find another guilty person just to blame it on, because that's something that modern cinema would have done. If this movie wasn't made in the 50s, it was made in the 90s, they would have given you another suspect. They would have uh, shown you the guys being arrested and gave you a happy ending. This one just it ends on an open way that is, leaves you with the desire to know what happened next, even though you don't really need to. Delve further into it. And the way they show that you're number three, it's trying to redeem past sins from his own life by taking this kid down, no matter what the evidence says. It's kind of a perfect way to do character work, which this movie is just all about. That it's a great fucking movie.
3: Uh, this is my number 19. And yeah, everything Nazario said is right. Uh, I just love this movie. It's all one location, you know, just in that room. And uh, Lumet, his 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 background is in theater. He he stages his movies and he rehearses movies like plays. Um, so it's just a perfect fit for him to. Um, I think he directed the stage play first before he just directed the movie, the stage version of this. Um, but yeah, it's so good. And the thing I really love, I love Henry Fonda's character. And what's so cool about him is he's not an activist. He's not trying to make a point. He's basically just saying, you know, we've been given this job to do. Let's let's take it seriously. Um, everybody just kind of wants to get over with. Doesn't care about this kid. And he said, you know, a person's life in the hand. Let's take a, let's take a closer look. And I love how it's almost episodic. Like he said, okay, well, what's your issue? Well, let's talk about that. They break that down and just one at a time. Okay, now what 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 about you? What, what's your thing? And they and they just go through each person. And you know, like Nazario said, they just get to the heart of the matter. Whether it's something they, you know, something they've internalized and they have a problem with it and it's and they're and they're manifesting that, or if it's something else that they have to deal with. Um, but I love how each character is kind of represents that issue, and you know, and he and he and he just breaks through it. And like you know, and like I love the end of the movie, just like you know, nice to meet you, and he leaves. Um, and and that's and like Nazari said, it's just that it's it was just about this one case and whether or not this guy's guilty or innocent, um, and he was innocent. Sorry, spoilers, but I really <laughs> love that.
1: Uh yeah, else? This was my fifty-three. Um, I've seen this movie once, uh, and I loved it. Um, and it's been a year or so since I've seen it. I want to rewatch it. I've always been meaning to, but like it, it's a movie that every, every time I watch it. I just know it's going to go higher. Um, Lee J. Cobb is fantastic uh, in this movie. Uh, And yeah, I don't know what to say. That has not been said, Uh, but it's I think it's a brilliant film that just kind of gives you a bunch of people in this one room that you have no context for and you learned everything you need to know about them in a matter of an hour and a half. Uh, It's brilliant. I love this movie is that it yeah
0: i've said this before i I directed this in uh in college um i think this play is brilliant um uh i've seen it numerous times um and i've watched the movie and the movie is just brilliant um i will always love the descent at the very end is when he's given his final speech and like. Don't you see them' they're, they're wrong they are crooked like they're, they're thieves blah, blah blah and like everybody else that was fully on board with leaving about two hours ago is now backing well in that time frame <laughs> hours and they were all they just all start backing up and they're like, no, no, we don't see we don't see what you see anymore. And like it's just brilliant. And I, I agree with Nazario. I'm so glad this was made and written and stuff back then because we would have gotten way too much. It would it would, they wouldn't be able to capture the the brilliance of what this movie is. This movie doesn't need anything but a hand going up that says I disagree and then to convince all eleven people that hey, something's going something's not right and I don't I don't want to if there's an ounce of doubt I'm not gonna sign off on this and it's brilliant. It stood the test of time. It is still, it is still one of those that is still untouched. I mean, they've remade remakes of it, but this one is still the one that stands by itself. Is uh, I think a perfect film. Um, yep, uh, one of my favorite courtroom kind of dramas. Um, Jake, what are your thoughts? I, I saw this film for the first
2: time last year, and I rewatched it this year. I think. This is a movie that has grown on me so much. Uh, I would love to watch this movie again, and I have a good feeling that it will probably make my top 100. I'm not a big classic guy, but this film just hits everything that it's going for. Every actor is fantastic. The dialogue is perfect. Every character has so much detail that you you find out throughout the movie. I think Jerry number 3 is just such an interesting character because he's just mad at his son. And he is just so mad when it comes to bringing it up and the whole situation that's going on and just his whole at the end of the movie and his whole monologue and tirade I think it's just so like powerful like I start to feel like sad for him in that aspect and everyone just gives like a brilliant performance um I think this is a fantastic fantastic movie. what a way to start your career by making this your first film Le- Le Met is just a fantastic director and this is your first film that you've made is just what, what a start of a career.
0: All right, Jake, what's your one?
2: I mean, I think everybody knew this was coming from the the, the start of this whole series. It is the best picture winner, (laughs) Scooby-Doo. I mean, mean Birdman. Or the unexpected virtue of ignorance. Thank you for getting the full title in. Um, So just a little flashback to 2014. I remember hearing about this movie. I saw the one trailer and I was like, that looks interesting. I didn't really care much for it. And then all of a sudden, the reviews started coming out, and everyone saying this is a, like one of those um, meta type of movies, and Michael Keaton's referencing his, you know, playing Batman. And I was like, I've got to check this out. I like I like this sort of stuff. Um, and I remember seeing this in like early January of 2015. And during the experience of watching it, I just fell in love with everything about this movie. Uh, this film has everything that I love in film, from extremely long takes to character study, meta narrative films about films, it's just everything that I love, the meaning of life, existentialism, all of this is, all that is in this movie. Um, he's trying to put on the play, he's trying to re- restart his career, try to become a serious like, actor, and um, Regan Thompson is just a fascinating character. Michael Keaton, I think like no one else could really play this character. There's a lot of references to him playing a superhero, Birdman, and just the idea that Keaton played Batman adds a lot of layers to this character and to the movie. It's kind of a self-referential in that factor. Like, he never got out of being Batman. He did a lot of weird stuff in other films, like, you remember Duplicity or Herbie Fully Loaded? Like, he did other films where he never got back to the same level he did when he played Batman when he decided to not do the third one. This film is kind of just him trying to reinvent himself. And I love films that have just a life imitating art, imitating life uh, mentality, because this movie... When when it came out, Keaton jumpstarted his career, just like what the character was trying to do. It, it just it was a self reflective reflection of that idea, and uh, everything is a brilliant. I just love the whole presentation of this movie. It's a one long take. It's edited, but the presentation and just narrative gives so much to what he wants this movie to look like. Like in life, there are no cuts, and that's what he tried to put into this movie. And just the idea of like. What are we supposed to be doing on this planet? What what satisfies us to be here? And what do we want to do? Are we supposed to be helping people? Are we supposed to be, you know, help, you know, figure out the identity of who we are? And uh, the idea of Icarus and Birdman talking to his head, like the idea of the ego. And that's something that I struggle with all the time, is just the battle of the ego. Like who's in control most of the time? and. It's just a yeah, really fantastic magic realism, black comedy drama. Like it's it's a it's a film that you can't really put in a genre. Um, I could talk about this one for hours. Um, I love the ending. The ending's just so ambiguous. You don't know really like exactly what has happened. It's left up to interpretation. Um, and I just think this is a fantastic movie. It deserved all the Oscars that it got nominated for and more. Uh, it won Best Picture and Director, and it's a brilliant, fantastic film that I will defend. Even if some people don't like it, I can tell you why I love it. It's my favorite film. I don't know when I will find a film that's as good as this, uh, but this is uh, just a brilliant film. Everyone's great. Emma Stone, Edward Vaughn, Nami Watts. Brilliant performances, and I just, yeah, I think this movie is a masterpiece.
1: I think we all have this movie. Um... Yes, let me check. Boatman. Bowman had a 87. It's, it's my 97. Bowman had an 87 and I had it at 46. Um, so uh I really like this movie in the way that like I wasn't expecting. I kind of just I watched it because I was trying to brush up on all the best picture winners. Uh and I wasn't expecting this kind of movie because it was kind of weird, but I in like the perfect kind of coho weird where it's like You can't really tell what's real and what's not. And it's that perfect, like, walks that perfect line of letting you decide for yourself. Edward Norton and Michael Keaton are lights out in this movie. Like, stellar performances. Uh, If J.K. Simmons was not in Whiplash that year, I'd say Edward Norton should have won. Uh, But um, I think they're all fantastic. Emma Stone's great, but I'm also, like, an Emma Stone shill. You'll find out. Uh, But um, yeah. It's very well written this movie is very well written and I think it it's uh, I think the gimmick of just the one long take works really well because it, it keeps you always engaged because it feels it feels like you never have a minute to breathe uh, because it just it's constantly you're always constantly in it It's not a movie that takes any breaks it's not stopping so you can't take your attention off of it because you're stuck with Keaton or Norton or whoever you're following. For the length of this movie at any given time. And I really like that touch. Inerie two is fantastic uh, behind the camera of this one. Uh, but yeah, it's a great movie.
4: I will um, I will say that yeah, Michael Keaton is probably the only person that could have done this role as the way it was intended. Maybe if Christopher Ree was alive and was still able to act, because I don't I only think those two are the only ones that are inexorably linked to that one role, that iconic superhero role that just like l- came, they held for the rest of their careers. Uh, I think you guys have sold this movie as best as it could be. So I'll just use this time to say that if you enjoy this, uh, Alejandro Gonzalez is a great director and he has done a lot of work previously that has gone pretty unnoticed, especially, I would say, look out for that he did in, in Spanish, while he was still just working with Mexican actress has Gael Garcia Bernal in it. Also look for 21 grams, which is amazing with Sean Penn and, and, and Naomi, Naomi Watts and Benicio del Toro. And Beautiful with Javier Bardem that he did after Babel, which he got a lot more recognition for. But I think Beautiful is a better film overall.
3: Um, yeah, this was my 97. Everything you guys said is accurate. I like the way Coe described how the movie just keeps moving. And I think what really, um, besides the one long take, uh, that, that all-percussive score, um, yeah, really drums. just feed so into that. It's so it just nonstop, it just keeps going, especially that scene out on the street um, when the drums are just banging, that guy shouting a lot, you know, just quoting Macbeth, that homeless guy just screaming it um, is so good. Um, and I love the, a lot of the, uh, you know, the meta narrative here, what they're just exploring. Like, I love the idea of an actor versus a movie star. And What makes that difference in him trying to be one thing when he's you know pigeonholed as another um, Yeah, I love Keaton um, You know, I've talked about him before he, he's got a special place in my heart and I loved seeing him come back through this um, And that kind of just added to the movie for me. Um, but yeah, I love the fact and I, not just and, and again with rope and other movies. I have talked about how I love the long takes the one take thing I love how he plays with this. Like there's that one scene where they're in the they're backstage and they're going through it's set up as all one take and they go through a door, but there's a passage of time and it's all it's what it's one shot, but it's 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 hours later. And a lot of stuff like that in here is just is really um really well done. Uh so yeah, it's a really good movie.
0: Uh I like this movie. <laughs> like i don't love it's not one of that's not one of my all-time favorite um i rewatched it this year i liked it more than i did the first time um it's it's out there which normally means not a cody movie um but i love the performances in it um and i think it tells a really incredible story um throughout it's just yeah not not like I didn't fall in love with the film, but I do. I do enjoy it, and I completely understand why it's uh, Jake's number one. Uh, Kirk, what's your number one? Okay, it all comes down to
3: this. Uh, yeah, um, not a big surprise. It's the thumbnail for a reason. Uh, number one is The Godfather. Um, I honestly wanted to have a different not movie here just to be just to have something different, but I couldn't because this is the greatest movie ever made and i i can't deny that uh it just oh man where do i start i mean the opening scenes this movie the first 15 20 minutes the wedding uh is just some of the greatest world building and just greatest setup you're ever going to see in a movie i could watch if the movie was three hours of just that wedding scene i would watch that with my eyes on the screen um i feel like with that scene and so much of this movie too but especially the scene i feel like if the camera stopped rolling and you know the crew went home everything would continue because they're real people living real lives it's so uh it's just so there's so much depth to it i watch it and um i just i'm constantly seeing new things um and then you just go in the the story um i love that the story just the whole plot is based on one misspoken word you know, Sonny just speaks up once, speaks on a turn once in a meeting. And that sets the whole story into motion. Um, and, and from there, you know, you have Michael and his situation and you watch his turn, which is so good. You have that scene with Sollozzo, uh and McCluskey in the restaurant, which is my all-time favorite movie scene. Um, just, you know, talk about tension, um, you know, with the train in the background and them speaking Italian. I love that scene so much. Um, but, yeah, just, again... Uh, there's not much you can say about this movie it hasn't been said that you got you got Corley, uh, you got uh, 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 Pacino uh, James Caan, Robert Duvall uh, you got just the, the cast is just so stacked and the fact this movie almost didn't happen the studio was fighting Coppola every step of the way they wanted to, they wanted a different cinematographer they wanted to change the script they wanted to fire Pacino uh, B- Coppola's the all-time MVP as far as directors goes, because if he didn't fought for this uh, tooth and nail, this movie we we wouldn't have this movie, because um, it would have just been changed. Um, it is, uh, it's it, there's just like I said. I watch this movie. You can watch it from different perspectives, just different, just t- different takes on the character. I've been watching this movie uh, regularly for 25 years now. I've never gotten bored of it. I'm always finding new things in it. There's there, there's so. Um, just you know the, the just how it takes a detour to sicily and you know michael's whole sto- has a whole kind of character arc and story in sicily and then he comes back um and then you go to the vegas and the mo green that's why the movie doesn't get boring it's three and a half hours long but it never gets boring because there's always so much going on it's there's no fat on this movie this is why i like this better than godfather 2 because godfather 2 is it uh, does get a little little heavy a little dense This movie, there's not a wasted frame in this movie. Every movie in this is so perfect and I love it. And I can go on forever but it's late so I won't.
0: Anybody else have The Godfather?
1: Let me double check. I
2: think Bowman did. I think yeah, but sounds like you Cool. Uh,
1: Yes, Bowman has The Godfather at his 21.
4: The Godfather is pretty perfect. Uh, Just like Kurt said, everything that I could have nitpicked about The Godfather 2 is not applicable to The Godfather Part 1. Even Marlon Brando, who just did whatever he wanted to do with this role, somehow insanely brilliantly made it work. And the way the movie develops, like I said, I like movies that tell you the story of a life lived. And this is one of of those movies. Also, the shooting style makes it so real that you can feel like this is actually something that is happening or has happened, and you're just getting the, the summary of it. The way the Michael wants nothing to do with his father's business and somehow in a, inevitably and stop being the one in charge of it, it's kind of a, a brilliant twist of fate. Uh, one of those things that even the, the best laid plans are never just gonna be achievable in an easy way. He has to make choices in life based on the events that happen because of decisions that were made by other people in his life and how he ends up being who he ends up becoming. It's one of the most interesting movie arcs in history. And I actually think that Al Pacino's probably his best best work is in this film, is this movie. I don't think he ever matched that again for me. (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) um uh yeah uh the godfather and godfather 2 are my combo movies uh i don't watch one without the other basically um so um i think they play right into each other i think they are two just great films overall um I hated myself when I was younger because I heard so much talk about the Godfather. Um, And I watched it in the wedding scene. I was like, this shit is boring. Like, What the hell? This is boring. Then, Lion King. (laughs) Um, I got past that point in life and I went back and watched it. And what? Just the moments in the wedding scene alone. I'm with Kirk. I could watch the whole the wedding scene a whole movie about like the innards of that wedding scene i think it's insane um uh I, I it's so brilliant some people don't like when like they go across like the the flashback or the the i mean not the flashback but leaving the, the country and like coming back but i like that stuff i love the entire story i don't get bored by this movie it just plays perfectly i think it plays right into godfather 2 for me it just picks up and it goes. I like Godfather one more than Godfather two because I just like the setups and everything. Um, but when people said when I was younger that Godfather is one of the best films ever made, they were correct. It is one of the best films ever made, um, and I will always go back to watch this movie. It is it is the perfect crime movie. It is the yeah. It's the chef's kiss of one hack that's in the chat if he's still there. Uh, <laughs> Some weird sexual thing related to anything? Uh, no, um, uh, uh, Coho or Jake. What do you? Why don't you guys like
1: like good movies? I like The Godfather. It's not that I don't like The Godfather. Hmm. It's that I don't have the temperament to watch this movie over and over and over because it's kind of heavy um, at times. I love Al Pacino's character's arc and his performance. Um, and I re- and I like Brando uh, a lot too. It's just some of the moments I can't watch over and over and over again, not because they're bad or anything, just because for me, I I don't have the temperament to watch these people fucking fight like this all the time because I care about the Corleones. and I'm not really supposed to., <laughs> uh, not all of them anyway. Uh so it's there's nothing against this movie it's one of the best movies ever made it's just not a movie I'm going to go back to all the time
2: I'm trying to go legitimate huh? this is a film that I remember when I was getting into film and checking out the AFI top 100 movies and seeing that this is number 2 and like I heard of the Godfather I was like 14 hadn't seen the movie uh wanted to check it out uh, and I rewatched it last year and it is a fantastic movie there's a reason why everyone says this is one of the best movies ever made um i would love to watch this movie again It's just it i had this like oh, it's like an aching to just watch it again like a hunger it's um, a fantastic movie um yeah everything about this movie is perfect i can't really say anything else and um, everyone here has, has added a lot to this movie fantastic um i with the the three hour runtime it never feels that long it's just so perfect like the pacing and the tone and the way everything is lit is also just so dark yeah and perfect it's just that's what just works for this movie it's like the characters are not supposed to be so perfectly it just it, the shadows and all that sort of stuff and also the sound of this movie just feels so real and that whole opening with the wedding it's just it just it feels like i'm just watching people have a at a wedding like it feels so real um and also the ending is just so fantastic um, like michael is now accepted into the family business and the last shot is just the door closing on dying and it's just it's so perfect and it just makes up for everything that happens with the last three hours. It's, it's um, a brilliant movie. I can't say anything bad about this movie. I would love to watch it again. and It may just in fact, make my top 100.
0: Cool, let's go fucking home. Let's just skip your number one and let's go home.
1: Alright. Number one. Oh. Alright. Let's do this one oh, more time. Uh, a heavy
0: movie
1: versus
0: yeah. air.
3: Okay.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's do this one this last is 51. time. fifty
1: one last time. La La Land to me is a movie that has meant to different things to me over the course of my time watching it. Um, I love this movie. When I first watched it, uh, I connected to Chazelle uh, on a writing level in both Whiplash and La La Land, uh, in a lot of different themes that appear in both movies. Um, and I think. Um, the first movie to me, when I first watched it was about just chasing your dreams and doing that not- and stopping at nothing to achieve those dreams. And each time I watched it, a different part of the movie and a different theme from the movie has spoken out to me differently. Um a part of like the last time I watched it, the thing that talked spoke out to me more, uh was, um, how like the end of that movie and where those two characters end up is not necessarily, where they're supposed to be, but it's where they want to be. Um, And it's where they wanted to be, and they find out maybe that's not necessarily what they actually wanted, but they know that's where they wanted to be when they were younger. Um, And I think that that's a really powerful moment and very powerful scene. I think Giselle directs the fuck out of this movie. Um, It's shot beautifully. My favorite single shot is them looking out over LA with the purple sky. Um, I think that's a beautiful scene. Um, I love the music. I know Cody's going to go into the drone on knockout drag out regular. Look sp- at my face <laughs> when you talk to me. Cody's <laughs> going to say the same bullshit about they can't sing and the songs are terribly written and the music's bad. Uh, I love it. Um, I love Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling in this perform in their performances. I think they both have incredible chemistry together. Um, and I think they act really well opposite of each other in this movie. From going from from flipping each other off on the freeway and not even liking each other to uh, this moment where they're like slowly starting to fall for each other. Uh, there's a lot of parts to this movie, individual moments uh, that speak to me every different time that I watch it. Um, but at the end of the day, this will never not be my favorite movie. Um, this will never not. Remove itself from number one because of the attachment that I have to this film. Uh, I think it's a perfect you film. You got a
3: lot of living left to do, because co- I, think, it's so say, I huh? think this
1: is a perfect film. I think this is a movie that will change with me every time I rewatch it. I'll find something different that I love. Um, it'll mean something different to me. Um, but yeah, La La Land is La, La Land's my favorite movie and it will change.
0: That's a bold fucking strategy. Who else had
1: this? I had this at 51.
2: Um, So, yeah, I think this is a a great movie. You can say whatever you want to say about it. I mean, it's not my number one, but I think 51's pretty good. Uh, I really love the relationship between uh, Sebastian and Mia. I think they have good chemistry. The reason why Buzzling and Stone did multiple movies together um, I really love the dancing. I love the music. I'm not a big musical guy, but the music just is really good in this movie. Every song is is just really like fun to listen to. Um, I really love the dance sequence, a lovely night, I think that's really good. Um I really love the ending. The ending is just so beautiful. Like they realize that they can't be together because they have careers that they have that they have to focus on and they just those careers are just not interlined with them as a relationship and the whole fantasy sequence of what their lives could have been, I think it's just so beautiful and powerful, and I think the ending just really solidifies this as one of the best movies of 2016. I think it's a great movie, I think it's fantastic, and uh, I think it is a, a great movie.
1: Anybody else have lawland around? Boatman. Yeah. Boatman. That was Boatman 69.
4: Okay. When I first watched this movie, I didn't like it. I expected to love this movie. It had everything that was supposed to be good about it. It was like the music, the spectacle, the dancing, the old Hollywood tale, and the old cinema colors during the film. Like all of that were supposed to work, but it didn't for me. Then I rewatched it because again, Mr. Hip Hop insisted so much that it was a great movie that I decided to give it a chance. I'm glad I did. Uh, it's a good movie. Maybe even a very good movie. But it never really grabbed me the way it was meant to. I could see too much of the mechanism of the the inner workings of it, of the, the thing tr- grinding its best effort to not look like it was grinding. And it kind of put me off a bit. Ryan Gosling is probably my favorite working actor and even... Even with him doing his best, I couldn't really grab the, the movie. I think the the screenplay is a little weak. I think uh, the way that they make the conflict between him and Emma Stone about is basically a lack of communication that they just blow away the fuck too much. And the music, I think it hit its best song in the first song, in another day of song. And I don't think anything in the movie after that is gets to that level of memorability with the movie, the song. So, yes, it's good. I don't really get the grit, but he loves it, so
0: whatever. Nazaria, you want to know why that is? Do you want to know why that song is the most memorable? Cool. because it's people that can actually fucking sing or singing that song. That's the Anchor whole point. That's the whole point behind it. Hollywood does this fun thing where they have to market a movie. So marketing the movie, they have to go get big name stars. They get big name stars that have chemistry together. But the problem is they put it behind people of singing that can't fucking sing. And w- the songs that they get to sing are trash songs that they have to sing. So on top of that, there is just shit on top of shit put together on this musical over a story that I actually find somewhat inter- interesting. You cut the music away from it, you cut everything away and just give me the, the story, I like it way more. But sell me as a musical and then give me a mediocre, trash musical as it is, then I have problems with it. It was like nominated for two songs that must have been a weak year for
1: original music Oscars. one of the songs should not have been nominated
0: Uh, both of them shouldn't have been nominated Um, but yeah this movie is just like yes like Emma Stone's a great actor Ryan Gosling's a great actor Uh, in the confines of this movie (laughs) trash my wife loves romantic movies walked out and she goes that movie was shit and I said if you said it's shit then I can back up and say it's shit because she has walked through some real terrible one that says is a masterpiece. This movie, garbage. And don't ever say that it can't take off number one. Lion King's my number one right now. And by the movies that I've watched this year, a couple watches, it could pass Lion King. So calm, pump the brakes. Um, Kirk, you're the only one that hasn't talked. La La Land. Yeah, um... It's
3: Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling are charming. Um, it's a movie that's trying very hard to be what it is. You know, it's you know, a lot of just callbacks to older movies. It wants to be that like uh, Singing in the Rain, American in Paris so much. Um, and it just never gets there. Uh, yeah, the mu- to me, the, the biggest sin of this movie is when I walked out, I did not remember any of the songs. And if I walk out of the musical and I'm not humming, you did something wrong um yeah, the the music just fell flat i i don't know if it's, it's just i don't think it's just uh that they can't sing i think it's kind of boring music um the story's okay but um and again i didn't hate it i don't think it's awful but the call number one call it a perfect movie that's crazy this is definitely not a perfect movie and coho i'm about to pay you a compliment this is not always going to be your number one movie i guarantee you 10 years from now let's get back together I'll probably be dead, but if not, 10 years from now, let's get together. <laughs> this together. This will be, not be your number one movie in 10 years from now. I'll bet you cash money on that.
0: Life, life changes. Um, okay. So had- oh. Oh. Guys, I've had to, I had to up our stream yard just hold to what on, I just want to say one thing. Coho, when I was your age,
3: my favorite movie was Independence Day. Life changes.
0: <laughs> um, okay. Okay. <laughs> So um, I had to uh, I had to uh, up our stream yard because I think it cuts off at four hours stream. I may have been wrong about that, but I was not gonna risk it for this episode because we were getting the ones. I appreciate everybody for being here. You're not getting grades, you're not getting rating, you'll be back next week. I think everybody that stayed with us this long. Good freaking Lord, I about left. So uh, good job for everybody. Thank you all. Thanks, thanks, Nazario. Thanks, Tim. Thanks to everybody that showed up to fill in for Boatman. Boatman will be here to have been very little of his list next week. I'll let him talk about his top three for like two minutes apiece just so we can get some out of it. Um, uh, everybody, I'll give out from lowest to highest. Um, Lois, oh, crap. Um, Jake. Jake is not the winner this week. <laughs> I would say either some name uh,
2: of the top ten, obviously, but yeah, yeah I, I think
0: 100. Yeah. Next is Caleb Coho. Caleb definitely lost number one's too high. It's two is too, everything. Even Hamilton. I mean, interesting. Big Lebowski. Uh, the next one is Boatman. Boatman. Um, Twelve Angry Men. Inception. Social Network. Great Start. But he had Royal Tenenbaums, um, and they had Monty Python. And the winner for the final episode is Kurt Kolakowski. Um, pretty much shot perfect from the six, uh, seven on. So that's impressive. Um, Anyways, be back here next week if you guys can. It'll be a shorter episode, I promise you. We will start normal time tomorrow. Uh, Also, if you're still here and you want to be on future episodes, I'm asking everybody to send me their list a week in advance from now on of the show. We're going to release them, uh, let you know ahead of time what they are, but I'm not doing this two days anymore. A week if you want to be on the show, so start watching your shit now, if you want to be on the episode, because it, it, I hate going into episodes episode that if I haven't seen something, I can't have a discussion on it, so it takes a week, um, so remember that if you don't send it in a week, you don't get to play, so that means next week, this time, everybody that wants to be on sequels, send me your list before that day. on that note, yeah, deserve sequels, yeah, I don't give a shit, we'll post on Facebook page, it's four hours and 20 minutes, I'm done, everybody go to fucking bed, Bye. All right. In case I don't see ya. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.
1: Better lawyer up, asshole. Cause I'm not coming back for thirty percent. I'm coming back for everything. Get what you fucking deserve.
3: Return to your lady friend. Duncan, please return to your lady friend. No, that king. Hasta la vista, baby.